Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a free beer football Friday here on Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 125930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of the show, watch the show, chime in on Facebook Live and YouTube. We got the chat rolling. Pike and Jamie getting in early on a Friday, and we want to hear from you on this hot one in Eastern North Carolina. Got a big guest list coming up on today's show. We'll talk college football from a gambling perspective with Wager McGee coming up here in hour number one. We'll dive through the conferences, who are his uh, favorite tails this year teams he likes and also fades teams he doesn't like heading in to this season we'll talk about that in hour one with wager mcgee we'll talk some nfl in hour number two with tony dunn from the c3 podcast he's back from vacation back from panthers training camp and uh, we'll catch up with tony dunn and talk about their week two preseason matchup against ryan jones and the new york giants so uh, interested to hear tony's take on what went bad week one what a joey and tony want to see in prove coming up week two of preseason play mark greenhelge golf shop radio show will join us in hour number two as well as the fedex playoffs continue on in the pga tour lucas glover we're looking for his third straight win we'll talk about that and some college football nfl with greeny coming up in hour number two morgan aylers will join us to talk some high school football high school huddle coming up tonight at six o'clock morgan will get you ready for all the area high school action talking to the coaches talking to bailey north all the guys going to be a great show at six o'clock tonight we'll preview that we'll talk some ecu and we'll talk nfl as holt nailers uh back at it week two of the preseason taking on those cowboys this weekend uh our buddy cw sloan will join us to talk some fantasy football coming up in hour number three if you haven't drafted already draft season quickly approaching so we'll talk nfl fantasy football in hour three so we are wall-to-wall football on today Today's edition of Pirate Radio Live, Shirley Rhodes is here. Intern Joey is here. The big dog, Glenn Griffin, is here. LRB and Jenny. Everybody getting ready for a big media day coming up on Saturday. And uh, that's where we will begin on our Fleet Feet Rundown because we are excited to be able to talk to players and coaches coming up Saturday uh, over at the Town Bank Tower. And looking forward to that one thirty on Saturday. You've also got the second scrimmage of the fall and Meet the Pirates coming up on Saturday. So a big day over at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and the surrounding areas. And John Moody is excited because his Michigan tickets have arrived. He is on row 90 and will be in the big house. All right, John Boy. Oh, khaki pants. Oh, khaki pants taking on the Pirates. Uh, in the big house and john moody will be there uh let's say what's up to everyone shirley happy friday to you almost wore a hawaiian shirt but i'm glad i didn't since you didn't wear yours today i have forgotten to do that 
uh, was in a hurry this morning to uh, come into work, and I just completely forgot to wear my Hawaiian shirt. Joey going hatless for the second straight day. Hair looking great. Appreciate that it, appreciate purple it. really pops on you. Pirate I mean, merch. you're that, looking good. Every I day I say, see the hair, I'm so jealous. It is it. like as I a mean, person who's never had it that way, like. Yeah, just the bounce. You should be in a commercial. I mean, the the perm is on point. I appreciate yeah. it. We'll enjoy it because it'll be gone uh, in January. So we got it. We got okay. We got about a little. That's bit a left. long way. Like, why does it have to be Look, gone by January? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, shave it all on my birthday. When's Four. your birthday? Nineteenth of January. Happy early birthday. Appreciate it. Let me be the first to tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we still got a few months of those glorious locks. So that's good. The big dog coming in, looking like Paul Schaefer with the shades on. What's up, big dog? You're talking about media day. Yeah. You're talking about getting ready for football and Michigan tickets arriving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our Michigan credentials arrived in the email. All right. Nice. We're so, sending a couple folks there. Sending a couple folks up there. Uh, I will say that their directions as far as where to go in the stadium are vastly more complicated than any I have seen so far, but it is the size of the stadium. There's you know many gates, many directions to go in that place. Uh, but our people are excited, man. Awesome. Excitement time. Big mail day today because Pike said he liked the stream. We always appreciate that. I received my Pirate Club card today, and he's ready for some Pirate football. So there you go, Pike. Jamie says, to me, this is the worst time waiting for football. So close, but a little bit away. Hard disagree. Yeah, I love early y'all don't, August. Y'all got to think. This is the best time of the year right now before football starts. Hope. Think about when football season starts and the losses pile up and your team sucks and you hate it and, and your favorite guy's it. injured. That, uh, just your that football, sucks. Your football, your fantasy team's in, a, in disarray. Let's be honest. Football season sucks. <laughs> Getting excited for football season yeah. is awesome. You got to enjoy the anticipation. I love the, the build-up. excitement, you know. Everybody's yes. talking about football. <laughs> Jamie, I cannot disagree with you more. I, I mean, and we're about a month and a half away from Washington being out of the playoff race and my life being miserable. But right now, everything's fine. Everything's I glorious. I get Washington longer than that. Thank you. I, I'm, sometimes, Jamie, maybe, Joey, you may not know this. I might not know your name. But sometimes I'm, I'm a little facetious. I'm a little hyperbolic with the pessimistic. things I say. I get it. And pessimistic, too. Um, let's see. Steve says, what's up, my guy? Speaking of being hurt, how you feeling, Steve? He said he's doing better, still super sore. He broke his back. His spinal. Spinal. But, Steve, uh, we hope you're doing well. We missed you at Trivia, but we did play in your honor the other night. I would like Steve to know that I thank him for sending us that picture from the hospital because it gave me a chance to do the Hugh Freeze from the hospital thumbs up. Beautiful. All-time great, great moment in college football. Thank you, Steve, for sending that and helping us uh, <laughs> go back to that Hugh Freeze uh, moment and memory. Jerry says it's local politics, bud. We'll talk some local politics in the third hour with Morgan Aylers coming up on today's show. Uh, let's see. Steve is going to preview hour three when we talk to CW. He says CW hates all your picks no matter where you drafted them. All right. Steve and CW have a fantasy rivalry, perhaps? C-Dub is at the, picking at the back of both of the leagues that I'm in him in, yeah. with him. He's picking last. So he's not He's getting the turn, that. though. Yeah. Robert says, TGIF Pirate Radio. Robert, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, Steve says, somebody turned down the studio lights for the big dog. Actually, well, 
<laughs> We're good on that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mike P says it is football season. High school starts tonight, and it actually started last night with the JVs. You know what the best thing about high school football season is, Clipper? Um, there's a number of things, but I'm going to say the local TV shows. Yes, sir. Is that what you were going to say? I was going to say that. All right, awesome. You got Touchdown Friday. You got the Blitz. You got the End Zone. And the I, Blitz! Thank you, Billy Weaver. I think I might do a mini ride-along tonight with BB. I'm not going to be able to meet him at 630 and go to Rose, but I think I'm going to meet him out at South Central, carry his bags, be his bag man, wow. be his intern, and I'm going to try to go back to the studio and maybe watch the uh, the live show. Intern Clip Rock. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a little interning tonight for a touchdown friday so if it goes bad you know who to blame you can blame wow me. oh i thought maybe you'd go out to farmville central i just go where bailey goes that's too far out for him because you're missed the debut of one billy weaver as the pa announcer for farmville central football this year uh after a sack is he gonna say this shirley farmville oh. central brought the I don't know, but it's possible. I hope he does. All right, that's cool. I didn't. Yeah, know he I, was did, doing I didn't. That. I didn't know. Apparently, either. He, he lives like right across the street, or yeah, something. yeah, he lives right across the street from the schools. And uh, any anybody who knows Farmville knows that the schools are right on the same road. I didn't um, know they let we've uh, live that close to schools. That is a joke. Everybody <laughs> oh, relax. Calm dude. down. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, no, I ran into Weaver last night, and uh, he and I were talking, and he uh, told me that he was doing the PA this year for uh, Farmville Central Football. So. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I sent out my annual good luck tweet to BB, Gully, North, Garrett Short, Ken Wildington, because uh, it is a lot of work for those guys. And sure. it's kind of thankless work because – if you're this is for like the parents and the community sure and if you don't see your boy out there making the a play then you might get an email so it's, it's a lot of times it's a thankless job covering youth it, athletics if jimmy smith scores a touchdown at tarboro and it's not on the highlight you're going to hear from his grandma absolutely yeah grandma's gonna be upset yeah she wants to see her boy yeah make a play uh how about that we got some road buddies john is on uh row 90 in the big house so is eric all right maybe y'all can chat it up talk about how much you love pirate radio live steve says we need a big dog sighting at trivia no. i'm gonna say this i'm gonna speak for big dog with uh everything he's got going on like he's rare to make it if he has nothing going on but with all he has going on now i'm gonna say that's doubtful i don't get i really like i work however that's what I do. we'll see what the uh in week maybe like if we have a wednesday afternoon that could happen now there is a greater chance of it happening when we get to actual football in season week in season practice because we have those six o'clock press conferences with the coordinators and they can run a little bit long and they can run almost up to trivia and, and you could, could slide over for an hour slide around. over and make a dominant appearance all right so hey steve you might see him soon we'll pre record the questions there'll be a lot of nba and wrestling <laughs> it's a total rig job. if i know you're showing up i'll i'll definitely throw you a few uh randolph says football friday guys yes sir excited for it and randolph your cowboys taking on uh holt and the seahawks this weekend intern db is in the house looking good in his pirate radio gear mike p says one of the best parts of high school football season is the frequent smell of freshly cut grass mm. i've thought about that a few times out at practice this this summer that you know this this smell of grass. i like it better in the spring like baseball grass uh, well in and spring practice grass 
because it's, it's a little bit cooler and i feel like the, the smells better all right uh russ looking for buddies anyone near row 880 seat eight <laughs> all right hopefully uh we're doing like misconnections when you go up <laughs> to the Ann big Arbor, house you can connect which with, sounds like know. a totally different show <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see robert says hertford county jv team showed up in north pit last night and north pit had scheduled another team is that true that's scandalous i need to talk to a local <laughs> local joker about that that's hilarious give me more details on do they have a triple threat match glenn <laughs> was it a money in the bank situation why'd the other team show up could you imagine if they have money in the bank in football i'm trying other, to like yeah I'm the other team shows up when the other teams are dead tired and just whoops them in the fourth quarter new defense runs on the field <laughs> just monster blitz randolph has a prediction for this weekend Dak throws a pick. By the way, he is a Cowboys fan, just a Dak hater. Uh, which uh, Danny and Joey turned into Dak haters when Marcus revealed his quarterback list yesterday. Not that was that, fun. Not he Dak had, haters, just realistic fans. Can you give me a promo of that, Glenn? Uh, because the the <laughs> it sounded almost fake, like booing and tomatoes being thrown <laughs> by Joey and Danny. But they when, were for real when Marcus had Dak at number seven, I think and uh it got a big reaction was that too high and it was too high well what have you done for me lately last year he was not the seventh best quarterback you know i mean no he was not he threw seven picks in a game yeah about so he's a certified bum (laughs) that sounded like jerry (laughs) glory hole (laughs) jamie says any news from chandler in atlanta gotta be honest i have not heard from the little buddy today at all. i have not he's been radio silent and i'm not gonna bother him he's on vacay he's earned it you know what we do gotta get we do gotta pressure him into ordering some wings for magic city so he can give us a review when he gets back we talked about that quite a bit yesterday yeah we gotta pressure him into that i mean we're the best advertisers for magic (laughs) (laughs) forever (laughs) please insane support our great sponsors uh, tiebreakers and good lord aj's and familia and all the great spots but uh if you're in atlanta (laughs) if you're in atlanta check out magic city all right uh fleet feed rundown media day tomorrow glenn and i did our coach interview draft earlier there are 10 coaches that we are interviewing outside of mike houston he makes 11 so it was five picks per and uh we did our draft what'd you think of the draft i did my my draft i basically had a bit where i i drafted jules montanair first just so i could play run the jewels by run the jewels so that was my first overall pick. His uh, his son was at camp. I'm going to give you one guess for his son's name. Pretty cool. Starts with an M. So Jules. What would Jules' son be? He was at what camp? Baseball camp? Baseball, little oh, little okay. kid baseball camp. Yep. Jules would have a son named what that starts with an M, Glenn? Montgomery. Money. 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 Mac. Mac. Madden. Oh, Madden Montanar. That is a great name. Yep. Man, he's going to be so good. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to ask him about it at uh, Media Day tomorrow. So I'm here, I'm here good work, it. DB. Big Dog, who was your first pick? Uh, I took uh, Raquan Boyette. Boyette, let's who talk about is that running Mr. Back. Energy. Yep, let's talk about that running back room. He is uh, he's uh, excitement time. Yep. And no need to go over the whole draft, but how you feeling? I feel pretty good. Uh, you did steal. I had Darrell Roberts stashed, and my plan was to get him late. Mm-mm. It did not work out. Uh-uh. Not, not in my draft. Out. I had him stashed on the board. Clip came in and, and and stole him right out from underneath me. And we will have round two where we'll do the players later. <laughs> okay. But what Fair we enough. do right now is 
it seems like we we're just finding new and inventive ways to be in slow drafts. And Danny, uh, you got you said some connections to Mason Shane Calhoun. Yep. Uh, you went to high school with Siobhan. Ravel, yep. So uh, yep. might have Danny talk to them. Sure, then. sure, that'd sure. be cool. Yeah. Yep. Saw Mason last night. Game. Gave him a little little hug and said how he was doing. But yeah, we're excited to go to media day tomorrow. Describe this hug for me. Look at it was it wasn't like a oh my two God. arms. No, 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 it was more of a dap up into like a ah. like a slow pat on the back. Fair enough. Yeah, it's like hey hey don't one of those. Does this handshake slash hug feel like a quarterback one, like a starting quarterback worthy? He hug? had he, his hands have grown. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> his hands have grown. He's he's got like the quarterback feel. Like okay, he, like, he's got that he's presence. Got mitts. He's, he's got, got the presence. He's yeah. got the oven mitts for hands. You're he, not going to get this information anywhere else. No, I mean, hey, this is a one stop shop for interesting facts. <laughs> Good stuff. I Good need stuff. the measurements on Mason's hands, freshman year to today. I, we'll ask him tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Steve says y'all stop crowding Shirley. <laughs> yeah, we're Shirley, how's your here? personal space going over there? <laughs> All right. Uh, Jerry says, great respect for PRL sponsors. Ton of respect. Just ton of respect for camp. Uh, Steve had delicious tiebreakers tenders for lunch today. Good to hear. I talked to our guy, Mully, uh, who was enjoying a uh, tiebreakers burger with his boy. You asked me if we talked to Cal Rifkin lately? No. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Uh, His boy gearing up for some JP2 football tonight as they begin their season. Mm. So good luck to uh, Matty Mullis. Uh, Eric says, last night I heard a BOL on the Fulton County police scanner for a guy running around in nothing but a Mac McCarthy tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. A uh, Mac McCarthy tie and a box of Magic City wings. The boy was in the streets. <laughs> Russ said, sorry, Eric, that was my ex-wife. Now, how did she get Mac McCarthy's tie? Oh, boy. Scandals. Ew. Uh, I don't want to know anymore about that. Chad says, is Glenn's future really that bright that he's got to wear those shades? Pirate Radio's future is that bright, Jack. Yes, sir. There we go. Why? Because uh, we are less than two weeks away from the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. It'll be at the State Theater. Let me say this for Chandler, Shirley. I like that kind of party! Get a Mike Singletary in here. Uh, August 31st, Thursday, 7 o'clock, chairman of the board will be playing. And for just 10 bucks, that's right, only 10 smackers, you can get your tickets at pr927fm.com. And we're going to honor the voice, Jeff Charles. All the proceeds go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. And speaking of great sponsors, thanks to uh, Dirty Dan's, where our guy Cooper Greer will be playing. Awesome to have him live in studio playing some music for us few weeks ago uh dub buck dub buck dub buck king mackerels king max joey you want to <laughs> say dub buck thank you uh delcor orthopedics these tiebreakers greenville utilities town insurance ube ron airs motorsports and wilson jones and griffin pa certified public accountants i like this kind of party i, I, kind of party. I like this kind of party baby uh, uh let's see tiebreakers has good pretzel bites according to chad mm. don't think I, i've ever had those. i think everything there is good uh, they do have uh, a like the full menu. menu is 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 quite good i like going out and hanging with the uh the mully golf crew where i'm kind of friends of i'm like friend of a friend and i i tag along because they always get good food for the table they usually right. go with pork rinds uh the pork skins i like that and and they're okay last time i went somebody got a big fat order of cheese curds mm. phenomenal every now and then they'll throw wings on the table it's uh it's good stuff 
Randolph said you can't beat chairman of the board. And Randolph, that is all facts, my man. No lies detected. All right, Fleet Feet Rundown brought to you by Fleet Feet. They got that 3D foot scanner. We got everybody's shoe size in here the other day. Even though I got called a liar. Because you lied. Sure didn't. I have sh- I have pairs of shoes that are 13s. I just wasn't wearing them that day. It's fine. What That's size foot are you, Danny? 13. Most and, and he wears a 12 and a half shoe. Oh, you're 12 and a half then. I have pairs that are both. It depends. You Look, know, if you see, it's like, it's, it's, it, it's like the Drake and Josh episode where it's like, you call me a liar, well, I ain't calling you a truther. That kind of thing. <laughs> it's just like, hey, at the end of the day, like, hey. I have both. <laughs> have you thought about going into law, being a lawyer? Could you imagine? My dad went to law school. They, I he, knew it was somewhere he, in the family. He is in the line of work where it's like he thinks that everybody should go to law school. Like he thinks it should just be a part of your college degree. And I've, I've considered it. I kind of like that. Like I could play that, baseball thing. I, yeah. I mean, I think that you should definitely take be able to take a legal class like in high school if you want. Like the, just the basics of law and rights. Talking to my dad that last week, sense. he had a question for me that I should know. How much eligibility do you have left, Danny? One more year. Just one. We're going to Omaha, but yeah, one more year. All right. Yep. There you go. Yep. Um, big dog. What kind of what are you rocking on your paws? What size you got over there? Fourteen. Man. Good lord. Shactus. Uh, they have the three D foot scanner. And they can. In fact, we're going to take Danny over there to officially see how we, big we his really foot is. We really should do this. <laughs> we can make content out of it. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, did we ask you? Were you here when we were going over foot sizes yeah, the other day? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Just making sure because you did miss three days this week. Weird. On vacation. <laughs> <laughs> they were excused absences. I know. Uh, Fleet Feet has a 3D foot scanner. They will measure your arch height, width, and more. Get the right shoe on your foot. Go see them, 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. As I mentioned, uh, media day coming up on Saturday. And we've got, uh, we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage on social media, videos, interviews. going to be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that big dog coming up on Saturday. Saturday, as you would say. Busy Saturday for us. Busy, busy Saturday. Um, I feel like it's starting a little bit later this year than it normally does. I agree because I did a I had a picture like two weeks ago on one of those Facebook memories of Media Day when Ruff was here, and it was like it eleven was, o'clock or something like that. They used to do it actually right right after the first practice. It was earlier in the it, like truly, right when not fall camp earlier begins. in the day, but earlier in the year at one point when fall camp began. It was around everybody. like during the rough mo years. It was around my birthday, typically around the fifth because um, I, I remember it being on my birthday uh, a time or two but then uh, under Houston we've done it at the end uh, Chad says Lucas got a new pair of Brooks from Fleet Feet love them guys great to hear awesome stuff Chad and uh, glad Lucas is looking good and feeling good with those uh, Brooks on his feet uh, Jamie has a weird question but Jamie's kind of a weird guy Shirley <laughs> what this is I'm interested to see if this pays off. Did Shirley see Bon Jovi between 1997 and 2001? And was one of the people she went with named Angie? That is correct. Wow. Wow. All right, it paid oh, off. Wait, wait, wait. Was it in Charlotte? Jamie, was and it in it Charlotte? if it was, then the answer is correct. Angie was an intern uh at a previous radio station that i worked for and, and she was from the charlotte area she had gotten tickets to see bon jovi and she invited me to go because she knew i was a bon jovi fan and so we went we had a great time it was a fun concert and uh 
Well, it's close enough to see John Bon Jovi sweat all over the place. So it was pretty. It was a pretty cool concert. So yes, Jamie. I'm. Oh my goodness. What? That's his wife. Shut up. Wow. Shut the front door. Wow. Wow. What a small world. Wow, Jamie, you really are part of the family here. Family. That family. is awesome. That is like, yeah, we went, uh, it was the um, slightly side story. It was the only time, it was the only trip I ever took where I stopped at a restaurant and the service was so bad I didn't leave a tip, but I left a note. No tip and pipping over here. And the tip was be more nice. Ooh, Shirley. I, well, Shirley was not happy. She was rude. Rude. <laughs> she was not only did she get my order wrong, she was rude about it. So I did not leave a tip. But anyway, that's just a little side story. But yes, wow, uh, I can't believe that. Angie and Hi, Shirley. Angie. So uh, yeah, I have that, not that, seen Angie in a very long time. That is Jamie's wife. She must be kind of crazy like you if she married Jamie. <laughs> Here I was. I, hey, uh, I'd like the 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 people of the court to know that Clip said that, not me. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking that Jamie's going to be like, you know, are you aware of the the guy Nardwar that's on YouTube that interviews the famous rappers and like knows yeah, that all guy's this, crazy. He he just knows so much about them. He and, makes rappers uncomfortable, right? With, with the, the knowledge, the, that he how does he about. get all the information? He just nobody knows. Research. He does research. Like on he his talks own. to people. I, that it's not even a team, and it's not even like the it's not even the knowledge. He'll have an item. Yeah, like he'll have Drake's first bootleg CD that he named like Lil Yachty's childhood barber, like by name. Yeah, like <laughs> that's kind of creepy. So exactly, it's like uh, yeah. there's been people who've like threatened him. <laughs> like, back off, dude. Yeah, like you know way too much. He also plays the weird guy act as well. Like I mean, one of those you know the, what's it called the umbrella hats and stuff like, like the that. yeah the wild beanie hat. Like yeah, he's just a different guy. He's mm. Canadian. Oh, those weird Canadian folks. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't even know if he was Canadian. I just said he was. I believe he is, though. <laughs> uh, guess what, folks? We got through one thing on our Fleet Feet Rundown, so that's about average for us. So we'll uh, hit the rest when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Friday, but we got to get to Wager McGee and talk some college football. We'll be back with you on PRL on a football free beer Friday right after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park. And enjoy traditional camping, RV space. It's like I'm not even here. And also, air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, RIP Dolores. 
Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here, uh, Free Beer Football Friday. And uh, talking a lot of football and glad to have back on our old buddy, Wager McGee, recorded with Wager uh, over the phone. And uh, I think we're going to be able to do this weekly with Wager like we used to back in the day, but might be on the phone since he is uh, in parts unknown now rather than in studio. Uh, but let's go ahead and hear from him. Wager, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? I'm good, Cliff. Yeah, great to be back. Thanks. Excited for some football and where you are going to bypass the small talk and all that because Wager is very detailed, very long-winded at times. So I want to get as much as we can out here in this uh, this first conversation with you uh, this football season. But we plan to have you back on, and uh, if not weekly, at least a couple times a month to talk college football. So we'll dive into some week zero, week one um, in our next chat. But kind of an overview. Wanted to go through the conferences with you, Wager, and just you've done your research uh, this off season. So let's talk about who you like and who you might be fading. Uh, coming up this 2023 season. Let's start in the American with East Carolina. First of all, Wager, before we get to who you like, who you don't like, um, thoughts on ECU? Losing a lot offensively, obviously. Uh, That win total is like at five and a half. So I don't know. When you look at the Pirates, do you see a a, a bowl team, a six-win team? What do you think about ECU? I think, you know, the schedule is the tough part. Like you mentioned, the unknown on the quarterback. Um, I like the defense coming back, but a lot of questions with only four offensive starters coming back. Um, you know, the just from a conference standpoint, you know, the everybody's going to look at UCSA where they're on the road. Um, you know, I think FAU on the road is going to be a pretty big challenge. I get SMU and Tulane at home. The Tulane game's kind of sandwiched between those two big road games we talked about. And out of conference, obviously, Michigan and App State are going to be big games for them early on, just as they're kind of getting a feel of, of some of the new guys and, you know, good atmosphere to jump into right away in Michigan. Hopefully they will be, you know, find some, find some answers there, but come right back with Marshall the next week, who's one of the better teams in the Sunbelt uh, in week two. So it's a really, really challenging schedule. Uh, you know, I think they're probably in that five or six range, five or six women range because uh, of the schedule and some unknowns. Unfortunately, I'm probably on the, the under that stick so it might be at a five and seven season for them for uh, ecu this year so it looks like from an odd standpoint and a poll standpoint there's kind of a top four in the american the returning champion tulane newcomer utsa and then memphis and smu fau seems a little bit behind that group but out of that uh just real quick who do you think wins the american does it come from one of those four to five teams i just mentioned yeah, I think so. I, in my dark horse is probably FAU. Um, I closely follow them like for a lot of the year. They've got a really tough non-conference schedule to, to get started with Ohio, who's favored in the MAC, and then Clemson, Illinois, um, and new head coach with Tom Herman. But I kind of like that with 18 starters back. They got eight on offense and 10 defense. They're bringing in Casey Thompson, quarterback for Nebraska, and even Daniel Richardson, the quarterback that, that played at Central Michigan the last couple of years. And I like Charlie Fry who's the offensive coordinator. I mean, their schedule is easy, really. They're, South Florida, Charlotte, UAB, Rice, um, you know, they, they, they avoid both SMU and Memphis and the tough ACC, AAC games you would have. UTSA, ECU, and Tulane are all at home for them. So kind of dark horse there. Um, I don't think they win it. I'm either SMU or Memphis because I'm really fading Tulane this year. I think there's a lot of question marks there. Um, 
you know, two main losses there, running, you know, losing run back Spears. Uh, it was almost 1,600 yards, 19 touchdowns. They, and the top two wide receivers they had, who were another 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns, and three offense coordinators or three new coordinators. Offense coordinator who's never called plays before, defense coordinator at least was DC at Troy, and new strength uh, or special teams coordinator. But I actually think they start out 0 and 2. I think they lose to South Alabama and uh, Ole Miss to start. Uh, so I definitely don't see them playing as well as they as they did last year. And they've got some tough road games at Memphis, at ECU and FAU, even though they, they do have UTSA at home. And once that, last time, a long time in history, but the last time they did have double-digit wins in 98 when they were 12-0, they, they followed that up with a 3-8 and straight-up season. So don't think they'll be 3-8, and but I, I think they're they're definitely going to take a big step back. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm with you on the the two lane. I just it's, it's so hard to put together those back to back magical seasons. They do have their coach and quarterback, but I agree there. Um, all right, anything else on the American before we move on? I would say you know, Memphis is the easiest schedule. I, I kind of favor SMU in second year of Lashley and sixteen starters, um, but I just think the the Memphis schedule is the easiest around. Actually, they. You get three of their five road opponents are coming off three wins, and the other two are playing first-year head coaches. In fact, Memphis plays six games against teams with first-year head coaches, and they avoid ETSU. They don't play FAU or ECU, and their two big games are going to be at home at Tulane and SMU, and they're great at home. Silverfield is 4-1 as a home dog. So um, kind of lean in Memphis. I don't trust them as much as SMU. It's just the schedule more than anything else. All right, Wager McGee talking AAC. Uh, let's move on and, and hit another conference here. ACC, first of all, where do you fall in the Florida State versus Clemson debate? I, you know, I think they eliminated the conferences so they could get them twice. Uh, so, you know, it's at Clemson, so I'm probably leaning Clemson. Well, by the way, the ACC set up the Coastal and the Atlantic so they could have that Florida State-Miami championship, and it never happened. So now they erase those to try to get Clemson, Florida State again. So it's not going to happen. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen because you know I'm not sure. I, I love I love some of the Florida State uh, players. I've got their quarterback for a Heisman play. I've got five or six Heisman plays. Um, I just think Clemson's a little undervalued, really. Um, so I like them at home to win that game, and I'm not so sure that it's not Pitt that's going to be in the championship game with Clemson. That's mm. kind of the the I like Pittsburgh what they have with twelve returning starters. They got the the BC quarterback uh, Jerkovic transferred there, and you know the court, the offense coordinator at Pitt is uh, Signati, who was the offense coordinator at BC, and Jerkovic played for him, had his best year starter there. He's a little bit injured, but um, you know they've got most of their games uh, on the road. The games that they got to play, and I love the schedule. They've got five road, one neutral that they're going to be favored in. They're eight no against the spread as a road favorite the last two years, and eleven and one last four. Pitt it is, and Narduzzi is fourteen and three against the spread as a road favorite while at Pittsburgh. So I, I kind of think they get it done, and they do play Florida State at home on on uh, November fourth. So I think they're seven and zero going to Notre Dame. And then they come back and play that FSU game. If they get by that, then you know I, I think it may be Pitt that sneaks in there as uh, as the opponent for Clemson for the championship game. 
Wager, we've enjoyed over the years uh, taking Wake Forest, taking Wake Forest overs. Not hearing much about the Demon Deacons this year, Sam Hartman to Notre Dame. So where is uh, where's Wake Forest in this mix? And uh, also, who else do you, do you like and dislike in the ACC? Yeah, I, you know, I did spend a lot as we were kind of running through and just trying to find like kind of, you know, teams to look at and follow faith things like that i probably passed over wake oh that's sad are we are we not uh excited about wake football anymore man i know it's uh we've been on board i think we were we were early on board there yeah yeah you know, they they've only got 11 starters returning a couple of really tough games there with with at clemson um at notre dame and they don't avoid very many spots they play florida state and pittsburgh they get them both at home um you know but i I think the schedule is just going to be too tough for them, so I don't see them factoring into the uh, and with the new quarterback. Yeah, uh, uh, Coach Mack's team, Coach Mack uh, McCarthy on Tuesday, we were doing uh, what top ten team doesn't finish in the top twenty five. What top twenty five team? Uh, what team outside the top twenty five do you like? And his uh, outside the top twenty five team was Louisville. Uh, you, you got anything on the Cardinals? I do not. I, I kind of would agree that I think they're they're definitely going to be better. I, I don't know if Pitt was uh, was Pitt ranked. I would probably look look at Pitt. Yeah, talked about them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all right. Well, who are your uh, your fades and your follows? Well, Pitt was it in the ACC. Okay. My fade. My fade is Duke. Mm. You know, we don't talk about them a whole lot, uh, but you know, last year they had a great year and they. I mean, they do have a really, you know, they've got a great quarterback um, at Duke as well that gets a little bit of attention. But their schedule was really easy. You know, they were 9-4 straight up. But they only beat two FBS teams that have winning records. And this year they got to face eight teams that have winning records. Uh, plus, they got road games at Florida State, Louisville, North Carolina, and UConn, who made a bowl game. And then they got home games versus Clemson, Notre Dame, NC State, and Pitt. So, their schedule really it's a 180 from what they had last year. And if you look at it, their toughest games last year, even though defense looks like it drastically improved and did, they, they gave up like 38 points per game in 21, only gave up 21 last year. At the end of the year, when they played their toughest teams, they gave up 35 to Kansas, 38 to North Carolina, 31 to BC, 28 to Pitt, and 31 to Wake. So I'm not completely buying the, the turnaround on defense and I don't know. They're not a public team, so I'm not sure if you can really. If there's going to be value there, but people are following the quarterback Leonard as he's getting some, you know, some attention. I guess for probably not for Heisman, but just for NFL. So you might be able to catch some values there just because they were ten and three against the spread last year. All right, Wager McGee joining us. We'll take a break. Part two of our college football discussion with Wager McGee. Back to football. Next week, we'll be previewing week zero games, but more conference discussion when we return on Pirate Radio Live, Hour One. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 
21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. For more details, check out DapHouseNC.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Welcome back to the program on a football Friday. Let's get to uh, part two of our preseason college football chat with Wager McGee. Let's hear it, Charlie. All right. Let's go. Uh, can we move on to the Big 12? Sure. Big 12. Last year, uh, Tulane-like magical season for the TCU Horned Frogs, and I've heard a lot of people say that their ranking is uh, is based off of last year, and, and they'll fall out of it quickly. Um, so how about that? Who, who do you like in the Big 12? Who are you fading in the Big 12 this year? Well, I think I mean, the fade, I do kind of like, like TCU. We talked about them, but my, my fade is Iowa State. Um, I mean, I, sorry, they and not really looking at Northwestern that much. People can look at that one, but I do think the the gambling issue stuff. You know, ironically, that as we talk about all this stuff with with quarterback Deckers, um, is going to follow that team a little bit. Maybe some fallout there, and they have a new offensive coordinator now that's going to be working with potentially freshman you know quarterback to start. But they're only ten and fifteen against spread last two years, and I can't remember the stat, but it's. It, Started the head, you know, the Campbell head coach between favored by two and a half and dog by two and a half. His his ATS record is just absolutely awful with that. But um, yeah, again, but ten and fifteen against the spread the last two years, seven and eleven against the spread the last two years of the Big Twelve. So they catch some of the new teams, you know, Cincinnati, BCU, things like the BYU. Sorry, um, but it's still it's still a tough schedule for them. Um, Oklahoma, As, Baylor, Kansas State, all on the road, and they got home games against Okie State, TCU, Kansas, and Texas. Um, that, they finished last year one and eight straight up, but I, I think it's going to be could be a year where again because of the gambling stuff, people may start calling if they start out slow. Campbell to be fired anyway, and then you know you got to figure out the team just kind of gets up at that point. We always get on these coaches for leaving a job and, and taking a better job and, and, like, you know, leaving his players in the dust. Uh, is Matt Campbell a good example of why you should do that? <laughs> like, he had one of the hottest names in coaching, right? And now you're talking about potentially being fired and, and the struggles there. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, you're right. I mean, I think even last year people started questioning, again, that he, he somehow always found a way to lose those close games. And now you got to question that. Was that, you know, was that maybe a little bit, unfortunately, of his team not, uh, not kind of playing hard on some of those games or, or, uh, you know, since they were betting, I think someone were betting against the team. Um, I think that follows him, unfortunately, but you're right. He had, he was successful in the Mac and then he had the early success with Iowa State. He should have jumped at another job if he was offered some, and I'm sure he was. Um, yeah, I think he at this point he's got to probably start over and become a, a coordinator somewhere, and then hope to kind of wash that off of him and get back into it. Right. Gambling stuff, gambling stuff being so pervasive on that team may may follow him for a little while. Go to coach rehab at Alabama for a year or two, and then he'll get another head job somewhere. I think he may be 
he may have to go to a Saban disciple at Sun Belt or something like that. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not sure he'll even work his way into the booth there as an offensive analyst. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right, uh, move on to oh, – re- real quick, Wager, who has the best season out of the newbies there in the Big 12, uh, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF? Any of them? I looked at I, – I thought we were talking – just because a couple of them are, are former AAC. Um, you know, I, I think Houston is going to struggle the most, even though I wanted it to be Cincinnati. But Cincinnati doesn't play Texas, K-State, or TCU. I sort of think it's going to be BYU just because they have such a home field advantage with that travel, even though their travel is going to be pretty bad um, and a little bit more of a veteran team. So um, I would say of the ones that jump in there, that maybe BYU. Um, I'm trying to find the home schedule here quick. So one, two. Yeah, I mean, they play Cincinnati at home, Iowa State at home, Texas Tech. They got some winnable home games. Rhodes, fairly kind to them. West Virginia and Okie State. Um, so I, I would let's say BYU with the with Houston being the the team that's got the worst chance there. I think. All right, moving on to the Big Ten. Uh, how good is East Carolina's Week One opponent, Michigan? Uh, Wager, you got them with a the real shot to win a championship this year, or do they go and uh, get beat by an SEC team? I I don't know. So it's going to be tough to figure out, you know, because Georgia. Not to jump to the SEC in Georgia, but I mean, Georgia has one game before they get to Atlanta for the championship game, right? They got to go to Tennessee, and if Tennessee has some injuries, you know, they're not even going to be, they'll be a double digit favorite. That's the only game they're not a double digit favorite right now. So um, there's going to be such an unknown where I think Michigan's going to have a few more tests because the Big Ten East is, is, uh, is much more talented than, than the SEC East, I guess, are going to be more competitive, not talented. Um, I think Michigan's in the four for sure. Um, probably just depends on who they get in the matchup, but then they're going to have a lot of motivation coming off that, that last year. So I do really, again, as long as the quarterback stays healthy, I think that's the key quarterback and running back for them. Um, I don't really think it matters that much if, if Harbaugh's around for the first few games or not. Um, so I, you know, I think Michigan's in the playoffs for sure. So I, I, I like Wisconsin as the dark horse to come out of the West. I mean, they're not dark horse to come out of the West, but to get the championship game and maybe beat uh, Michigan. But I think Michigan could be undefeated at that point with having the Ohio State game at home. But uh, I like, you know, we've been on the fickle bandwagon for a long time. Um, I like that. And I like that they bring, they're bring they bringing in, you know, Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback from SMU, to be their quarterback. They're going to open it up a little bit with Phil Longo, the offense coordinator from North Carolina. Um, and they get Ohio State, Wisconsin gets Iowa and Ohio State at home, and the rest of the season's pretty easy. So I think Wisconsin comes out of the West, maybe one loss, but you know, they've only been, they've yeah. been a home dog. Wisconsin's only been a home dog one time in the last 10 years. They probably are a home dog October 28th against Ohio State. But Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule. So what if they did go, and I was going to try to find maybe another slip-up loss or a quality loss, because I was trying to think what if they did face Michigan – I guess if they were eleven and one facing Michigan and then win that championship, are they the playoff team? Uh, I was trying to think of uh, an example, and we saw it last year with uh, TCU, right? Losing your conference championship but still getting the playoffs. So that's been done before, but uh, that would be fascinating to see, like undefeated Michigan versus eleven and one Wisconsin. And if Wisconsin wins that game, 
do you keep Michigan out? Does Wisconsin go in? That would be interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, it is, again, they, they maybe they have, I'm talking about Wisconsin, maybe they have two ranked opponents, Iowa and Ohio State. They're both at home. Why is Iowa ranked? Are they going to score points? Yeah. Well, I mean, they now they, you know, they, they picked up Cade McNamara, the uh, quarterback from Michigan that transferred there. So All right. At least on paper, they're planning on throwing it more, which is, you know, they've got to throw it more than they did last year. They only, you know, the starting quarterback only threw for 1,700 yards, five touchdowns. Um, I think they do. Um, but, you know, it all depends on parents because his son is the offensive coordinator. So um, he's not going to fire him. He's just got to tell him to throw the ball more. Yeah, another uh, offseason of awkward family dinners for the Ferentz family. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think your your scenario is if Wisconsin gets there, you know, they maybe have played one ranked opponent. Yeah, I think they, I think they're like Pac twelve. They're going to have to win against Ohio State then, because um, oh, sorry, Michigan. Uh, if Michigan lost a tight game that came down to the end, and that's their only loss, they probably still go. There would be a TCU scenario from last year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anything else? We'll wrap it up here and uh, and hit some more conferences with you uh, on a future chat. Some maybe week zero next week. But uh, anything else in the Big Twin uh, Big Ten to wrap it up? Uh, no. Um, I think uh, I I looked at Ohio State as a team. I'm going to look to fade as well in some spots because you know they've got more tough road games than I can remember them having. You know, in the last five years, I went back and looked at it. They go to Notre Dame, they go to Wisconsin, they go to Michigan, uh, and they play Purdue on the road, which is always tricky. You know, they beat them a couple years there, a couple years ago there. Um, and, you know, they play Penn State at home as well. So, you know, they're going to be talented, but there's a road favor against the spread. They're only 3 5 and 1 the last two years. Uh, new quarterback, new offense, uh, new offense coordinator. Even though uh, Hartline's been the wide receiver coach there since '17, and that team's built around you know uh, Harrison Jr. and the wide receivers, but still, it could be a different for them. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting to see, and I, I'm excited to see the home game against Western Kentucky when both of those offenses sling it, sling it around a whole lot. Uh, that will be an over and a fun game to watch. I think there because that's also the week before. Ohio State goes to Notre Dame, so hopefully they're looking ahead a little bit, and they're uh, they're playing some soft defense late in that game, and that game gets up in the sixties or seventies or eighties plus. Hey, all right, real quick before we let you go, did you say to me this off season that Alabama was going to lose three games? Yeah, I've got them at either three or four. Okay, good because I've been saying that, and people when I say that on the air say, "Who are they? Who's he got them losing to?" So we'll wrap it up with this. Where are Alabama's losses in the regular season this year? At LSU? I, you know, you got a lot of them. Well, um, okay, name them. <laughs> um, I, I just gave you one. Is LSU one? Uh, LSU's at home. I'm not so sure. I think All right, well, Tennessee's at home. Is Tennessee one? No. I think they lose to Texas in week two just because New off, you know, new quarterback, new offensive right. okay. defensive coordinator. I think they lose there. A and M's kind of my dark horse bounce back. Jimbo, okay, bad. 
Yeah, well, it'll be Bobby Petrino, the offensive coordinator there. So I've got him losing that game. So that's two, which is all I need to get under the total. Um, either Ole Miss, yeah, I mean, pick between Ole Miss, Tennessee, and LSU. I mean, Ole Miss still early in the year, and Pete Golding, the former defense coordinator from Alabama, is now the defense coordinator at Ole Miss. They're, they loaded up, you know, they – in transfer, nobody hit the transfer portal like Ole Miss, and you know, getting the wide receiver from from Texas. All right, we'll do SEC later. But bottom line is, you like the under total win total. Yeah, it started out ten and a half, and then it got hammered pretty quick and got to minus one forty. Uh, I bet it. I still bet the under ten. Uh, I would bet the under nine and a half. I just think it's going to be a bad. I think it's going to be a bad rebuilding year, man. And, and it's going to go south. It, Believe me, you know how much fun we had on those like first quarter overs and all that. Are those days gone? Uh, that's sad. I don't. You know, I'm just not sure too. There's there's some losses on the defense. I mean, people are still going to paint. I mean, there is obviously. You know, you've still got you Dallas Turner linebackers great, and people know Kool Aid because of his name. But you know, a lot of that defense secondary was there last year, and they just got torched last year by teams that could run and throw it. So. Yeah. Um, All right. Not buying in there, and if Alabama fans are not going to be happy that a Notre Dame offensive coordinator and possibly Notre Dame quarterback are not going to be able to score and win the game, so I mean, I don't. Tommy Reese may last half the season if they picked up two losses in the first month of the year. All right, uh, wager, awesome chat, man, and uh, we need like we should do just a podcast or something because like you can talk forever, and I I feel bad cutting you off, but we gotta you know take commercials and do those things. So yeah, you got I, I understand how the job works. <laughs> you got to pay for this time somehow. So, uh, anytime we schedule the podcast, I'm not smart enough to figure all that stuff out. I can just bring stats for us. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, nothing else. We'll um, hopefully talk to you next week and definitely the week after that because uh, we got to do some – I love our our week previews, our, our picks. So uh, we'll do that here in the coming weeks if you got time. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for week zero. Wager, thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Cliff. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, Wager McGee talking college football, and we'll do that throughout the season here on Pirate Radio Live. He usually has about 35 winners every college football weekend, so looking forward to that. I'm watching CBS Sports HQ, Barrett Sally's ranking. Is that how you say his last name? Uh, conference ranking. He has the American 6th, the number 6 best conference this year in football, if anyone cares. Um Russ says, serious question, who is Wager McGee? I mean, he's, who is anybody, really? Who are you? Who am I? You know? Think about that, Russ. Let's take a break. When we return, Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast. We'll talk some Panthers. We'll see uh, what Tony has to say about the offense not showing up last week in their game against the Jets. What does Joey want to see? different from week one to week two and got some nfl news and notes to get to a lot more to go pirate radio live back with you on a friday after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Oh, welcome back. Wally's 2 Kettle Corn in Winterville is where you can find the tastiest popcorn around. You can make it a movie night at home with Wally's. Uh, they have over 50 flavors to choose from, including classics like cheddar, uh, cheddar rather, caramel, or Chandler's favorite, Better Butter, or specialty flavors such as Chicago-style wintergreen mix and MJ's Cheesecake. Wally's 2 also caters. If you're hosting a party or event, satisfy your company with delicious popcorn check them out on facebook or stop by and see wally today on fire tower road across from sam jones barbecue wally's to kettle corn making a popping day now let's head back in to prl here's clip all right when i hear this song i think of fifa and i went and looked at what year this song uh, was on from fifa fifa 98 this song was on the soundtrack this is Blur, right? It is, Danny. Way to go. What year were you born? 01. November of 01. All right. I was playing this game long before you were on this earth. Yep. Great game. That song was also on FIFA 14. Oh, made a comeback. Uh, I still love FIFA. I hadn't played... Uh, I was on a video game kick a couple years ago playing the show, especially COVID times. Mm-hmm. Yep. I totally was in agree. a show league. It was a lot of fun, but I still... Uh, picked up fifa every now and then love some fifa you yeah, play love, fifa oh yeah i love fifa but i'm actually on a show kick right now so yeah, yeah. got your diamond dynasty going no i'm playing a franchise uh, march okay. to october with the red sox i'm in 2025 yeah you can tell it's a fake video game okay All right. <laughs> uh before we get to tony dunn i always like to click and see why people are trending on x and barbara walters was trending and i looked and it said there's an article by Variety. It says Sage Steele accuses Barbara Walters of elbowing her into a trash can backstage during appearance on The View. <laughs> I, when you first read that to me, I was like, yeah, this is like an ad lib where it's like input noun here, input famous person here, input show. And I'm like, it's just a random assortment of random actions with random people. Like Sage Steele and Barbara Walters, why are they remotely close to each other? Very odd. Very odd. I will not click and read the article, but just wanted to pass that along. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, Tony Dunn. He's probably been elbowed or has elbowed people into trash cans at some point in his life. Hello, Tony. Hey, Cliff. How you doing? I'm doing good. Welcome back. I know. I know. I wish I could be there right now, but I'm having a pretty cruddy day in two ways. One, well, I'm getting fiber internet right now, which is cool, but it's taken. It's supposed to be done hours ago. And then second, all the plumbing in my house is backed up and not working. Oh, Literally, sorry to hear that. Everybody's having house. Literally, crap, crappy day. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I don't know. A metaphor for the Panthers so far this preseason. Yeah, it's like uh, I saw the offensive line this morning when I pressed flush. <laughs> By the way, folks, Gavin Williams throwing out the first pitch right now, DB, and it is a ball one shocker. Ball one outside. What? Why shocker? Does he do that a lot? He loves to get behind early in the count but then we'll come, like he'll go 3-0 and then come back and strike him out on three pitches it's nuts gav throwing against the tigers today so we'll keep an eye on that on the buccaneer music hall school board presented by dub buck as he is going to get as it's one nothing tigers <laughs> that's so funny oh no Badoo, badoo. Uh-huh. yep uh second pitch of the game is right down the middle 
All right, he'll bounce back. <laughs> Tony, speaking of bounce back, what do the Panthers need to do when they take on the Giants week two? What's the uh, the talk this week? Well, one, they need to be tougher than Sage Steele and not get elbowed by an old lady. Good God. Uh, I mean, I, that's what happened to them last week. They just got bullied around by Bob, Barbara Walters. But it turns out Barbara Walters is the second string of the New York Jets. What do they need to do? Be men be better i don't know i mean i'd like i'm 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 trying not to panic i am very concerned about just one of those things it's just back to panther football man it's a terrible offensive line here we go again joey that panic button being hit by you as well uh i mean it's it's on the desk for sure (laughs) Uh, you've opened the case the button is exposed but i mean it's like you can't hit it yet because my starting quarterback hasn't Put together more than five drives so yeah, it's preseason yeah so i mean Let's we gotta relax it's preseason it you got is. time it well the problem pretty- like tony said is it's giving him flashbacks like there's precedent here of the panthers having a bad o-line yeah. so that's yeah. what he's going back to right now Cliff, i think one other thing is i mean we waver between this is preseason doesn't matter and it does right yeah if it doesn't matter at all then why the heck do we even do it um, to me, this is not one of those things where it's like, oh, man, uh, just this one thing means the Panthers can't be good at all. The problem is this, is that, and I told Panther fans, is that, and Cliff, you're in this boat now. You've been doing this long enough where you've seen enough. And just like everybody was like, oh, our offensive line was the best we've had forever last year. It's just going to be better this year. And it's just the world doesn't always work that way. Just because somebody was good last year and, it, it doesn't mean it's going to be improved this year. And and really the problem comes down to this clip is or for me, and this is where the panic and the concern comes in, is is it truly fixable or is this a real talent problem? Because we're missing right guard Austin Corbett, who had an ACL injury late in the season last year. We're really lucky Brady Christensen, who had a foot injury in the at the end of last year, is even playing. And he's like been playing the best out of everybody on the line. But if you don't have a guy that can come in there and fill that void in a reasonable way, that's one thing. But then how do you deal with injuries at other positions or problems at other positions? So it just feels like it's a house of cards that's just built on five starters. And if any one of those guys, look, Taylor Moten, his play could be, you know, he's getting older every year. Questions, you know, it's just so like, gosh, is. It, and, and I think the other thing is just the position group itself, Cliff. If this was like, oh, we got some problems at safety or something like this, but if you can't, if you get beat up in the trenches and you got a tiny quarterback, like how can you reasonably expect to win or put together a good game plan? Well, you don't have a cam or somebody to bail you out. You've got a rookie back there exactly. trying to learn the ropes. Um, all right, well, I think they'll they'll look better. I'm not – well, y'all are Panthers fans, so I'm not worried about them at all. But I still think they'll they'll be all right this year. But we'll see what they look like tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we did the schedule rundown. I have confidence in them. But, I mean, just to see the offensive unit go out there and not do anything, I mean, it kind of worries me just a bit. The good thing is 500 wins the division. Yeah, so man. I mean, the goal is winning nine games. Yeah, really. so, I mean, you, you're going to host a playoff game if you go 500, maybe a takeover. So, I mean— And I really hope LRB sends me for an on-location or something like that. <laughs> so, it's the same kind of thing. Like, it, it in the grand scheme of things, yes, it's not ideal, but— Location before me. <laughs> Joey somehow moved in front of the you on the depth chart, the Panthers' depth chart. 
Nice move, Joey. Uh, did, okay, did anybody see Hard Knocks Episode 2? Not Episode 2. Okay, that shocks me because it was a Panthers-Jets practice, and I thought you guys were big Panthers I'm fans. A and you, person. You're a busy person. I hear you. So, Tony, kind of the narrative they spun for it was – uh panthers defense dominated rogers and that offensive line and that team during the week in practice he's uh and the defense looked good all week against the panthers but panthers defense dominated them in joint practices then they came out and they did what you said the panthers need to do and that's kind of man up uh you know get the onions put them on the table and play football uh so i don't know if that was more made for the tv show or if that was legit, but it did sound like the Panthers had some good weeks of practice and look, you know, look better than they did behind the cameras than they did when we saw them in the actual game. Does that give you any hope? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, and, and to me, that also is the concerning part. Is where I mean, I'm hopeful. Like, I'm not like uh, dead in the water at this point. It's just it was really sobering that you know the goose egg and the beatdown. Uh, there's two things. One is that uh, first is Max from WFNZ Charlotte Sports, like local Charlotte Sports Radio. They were on location for the joint practices, and he was echoing that sentiment that the Panthers defense was, and the Panthers were really going toe to toe and potentially winning, you know, uh, slightly over the other team. So that's one thing that is heartening. I mean, uh, we didn't have uh, Brian Burns. We didn't have. Justin Houston, which we've never even seen him play in a Panthers uniform. So, but uh, we were also playing their sh- second string. So it's like that's only so heartening to me. The um, the other issue is is that Quinn Williams is out there bragging about how he had ten sacks. Yeah, Francis. No, that had me hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have not seen the episode just yet, Cliff, because uh, I don't uh, get the HBO on the up and up. So. Um, I'm waiting. I got to probably check to see if it's finally dropped where I get my HBO in. You're a true pirate, Tony. We appreciate that. <laughs> Gavin is going to give up his second run of the first inning as the Tigers come out swinging DB 2 nothing early against the Guardians. Torkelson hit a double to the furthest part of the ballpark, hit it, hit it off the yellow, like the little barrier on top of the fence, so it's not looking good right now. All right, uh, 2 nothing. the score. Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by DeBuck. 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 All right, Jamie says, I think Atlanta surprises and wins the division. They will run it down people's throats, and they got a good defense. That's why I don't like you, Jimmy. You also so, get Derek Carr, though. Huh? Yeah, I'm more worried about the Saints than the Falcons, genuinely, because the Falcons have these pieces, but they need to put it together to where the Saints have a quarterback who can put it together. I just want to re- – and, and I'm glad. You guys are showing a lot of maturity as there is a, another run coming across. Uh, as you're showing a lot of maturity, not completely crapping on Jamie, because if you were, I was going to bring up, if somebody said they had the Seahawks making the playoffs last year at this time, we would have called them bozo fool idiots. Uh, there's always a team that you know surprises and, and does it. Jamie says he thinks it could be the Falcons. Tony, who's your biggest concern in the South right now? Baker and the Bucks. No, no. But then look, who knows? <laughs> Baker's went. Baker went like six for six or something like that. And who knows? Yeah, we didn't think Gino would be as good as Gino was, and we wrote him off, and he didn't write back. So who knows? Hey, I've never heard that. Uh, that was good. I think, I think the the natural one is um, is the Saints, yeah. right? And I've been dumping on them forever. I've been forecasting their decline forever, and I've just been 
too early to the party. So, you know, they looked really good in their preseason game. So, again, maybe you could say, hey, well, preseason doesn't matter. So who looks yeah. good will be bad and who looks bad will be good. I think that everybody – look, I just think it's up in, for grabs. Yeah, right? and, it is. And they're right is that Atlanta – uh, Jamie was right, is that Atlanta has – they had 2,000-yard backs last year, I think, or something like that. And well, the rookie well, just got there, Algier, and then, yeah, the, of course, Algier. they bring in, what, Bijan? brought in Bijan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the Bijan looks insane, at, like in the clips, you know, his athleticism and things like that. So they could be a problem, and they've got a good coach who likes to run the ball. So that is a formula for success. I don't – you know, is. I do think 500 could win the division potentially. There's going to be a team that's going to be better than we ever expect, probably, and all like you said with the Seahawks. But at the same time is that even if you're just a tick above 500 and you make the playoffs, that doesn't make you good. You know, yeah, true. Tony Dunn. Playoffs and dance. Tony joining us. Michael Winstead says, Tony, I see the Panthers are back to their old ways being on uh, dumpster juice. Last year we had Michael Winstead's official dumpster juice list, and uh, you don't want to be on that list. I might start using that. That's kind of funny. Yeah, the dumpster juice list presented by Michael Winstead. Um, after one week of preseason, they are certainly uh, firmly on that list. Tony, any roster battles, 53-man uh, uh, cuts you're looking at? Who's Who do you want to see on the team, or, or what are those battles right now in camp? Well, well, first I want to say, uh, you know, prayers up, rest in peace to Demir Bird back in Carolina. Oh, come on. oh he's gone? gone. He got hurt. I hard uh-huh. with a hamstring, but then it was the type of IR that they just give him an injury settlement. So, um, you know, I was hoping to have a little one last hurrah with Demir Bird. Right now, all eyes, Cliff, and I know it's like all we talked about is the offensive line is going to be in that right guard position. Last week, they put three uh, right guards in in three consecutive series, right? And mm. it just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> On top of that, the guy that was probably the best out of all of them, Cade Mays, who a lot of people are were hopeful you know, a second-year player is going to make a difference, He not going to be playing this week. He's dealing with a neck injury, and who knows what that's going to do. So right now, it's the guy is named Chandler Savala is to look at tonight at right guard. Mm-hmm. He's going to be battling, and hopefully he's going to look really good, and all of a sudden we're just going to be talking about how everything's okay, no need to panic, and Austin Corbett, when he comes back, is just going to make this team better. Um, other news? Hey, what's up with uh, Terrace, speaking of injuries real quick? Terrace Marshall. Yeah. That's where I was going. Oh, okay. If he didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, right now is that he is out with a back injury for several weeks. Mm. Spinal? Spinal. It's totally Panthers to draft one of a good three wide receiver trio in college and get the one that doesn't pan out. <laughs> you got Justin Jefferson eating. You got Jamar Chase going crazy. Terrace Marshall is just living in a nice condo in Charlotte. That's uh, about it. Bomber, bomber. Um, okay, Tony, anything else? I want to ask Joey. Joey, uh, give me a player or two that's under the microscope for you tomorrow night in the game. Who, who you know? Who do you want to see play well? Or is it tonight? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, tonight. Um, the thing is, I'm putting a lot of pressure on J.C. Horn. I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen too much tonight. Right. But I guess – to who I want to see tonight in the preseason, Chubba Hubbard. I want to see like his production, what he can do. I mean, if they're still planning to use him, 
so that'll be interesting are you going are y'all live tonight tony during the game what are y'all gonna do we are we're yeah. gonna do double we're double dipping we're gonna do the friday free for all and have a uh, kind of a watch along but nice last week we did a watch along and all the post game numbers were so much better and uh so we're gonna i think do a post game as well oh because it went crap like i can relate to that when ecu gets blown out when you thought it would be a, a close game that's when your numbers pop so all the yeah. fans were ready to to tune into y'all and complain so i get it yeah exactly all right uh anything else tony while we got you here i, I want to run some other nfl news but uh anything else panthers related no that's it um the com- go ahead danny jadavion signed with the ravens today so yesterday young joey said uh we were watching what were we watching danny like two years ago red zone or 2021 something 21 week six full red zone and joey said uh jadavion has not signed with the team and somebody heard that and i guess somebody with the ravens they, they are hearing us in this studio yeah. Yeah, i was saying the same thing they're, they're hearing you were speaking stuff into existence and it's kind of getting weird we're uh we're tapped in here I for wish sure i would have finished the sentence with like to the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say enough. Uh, so Clowney signs with the Ravens. Commanders have named Sam Howell the starter. No surprise there. Um, Anthony Richardson is throwing on the run 50-yard bombs. Tony. Clip, did you see that? No. I'll oh, show you that on but the I am, I'm, I'm all in on Anthony Richardson, Tony. Bananas. What do you think? Um, you know what? Is He didn't even give the clip justice. It wasn't on the run. It was like 50 or 60 yards, and he was in the air. He threw yeah, it. That's true. And he had no feet on the ground. Didn't you do something, Tony, right before the draft where we kind of, we, we knew it was going to be Bryce Young, but didn't you do like a I'm starting to like Anthony Richardson thing? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I love Cam, and I got this thing for these. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is the new Jumpman logo like for football. On the money, fifty-yard bomb. Wait, what did he throw? Did he throw it into something? No, he threw it into a. Threw it into that guy. Yeah. My goodness. Bananas. There's an, another clip that was like about a 40, 60 yard. It was a real rep against a bear DB, and it was just in the money. All right, but again, preseason doesn't matter, and there's a good chance that, well, not a good and chance. That was practice. There, there's a chance that this doesn't translate, and. Young and Stroud look good, and he doesn't. So, and I don't want to overblow it, but man, I, I'm I'm excited about watching Anthony Richardson play. I'll say that. Like Cam, dude, he looks like Cam. <laughs> like when you you could almost just, I mean, like it he does. Bro- Danny, what no, do you mean? Oh, he do, dude. You don't remember 2011 Cam? He was moving different. And oh, are you every- thinking about old Cam? I was just. I feel like uh, that's what it Cam? is. Everybody thinks like, about old, like, rusty, no, dusty. I just Cam. feel like Panther fans. Whenever they see a young black quarterback playing, while it's in, like, <laughs> they like say, oh, "God, he looks no. like." I never said Jalen Hurst looked like Cam or Lamar. No, they were more Vic guys. But to me. but Tony has a type, and and he is yeah. Cam's type. Six five, two fifty. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> All right. How can you not be into that? <laughs> just look at the guy <laughs> alright Tony Dunn so uh, we'll check you out tonight C3 Podcast uh, you guys will be on YouTube yes sir awesome alright well I uh, hope to see you in studio soon oh I'll definitely be there next week I won't miss good luck with your turlets and your internets and everything <laughs> thank you very much Tony can't even sit on the can and scroll <laughs> scroll through X he can't do either one of those <laughs> alright see you Tony alright later later all right tony dunn c3 podcast um we'll do a show we'll do a day where we do like uh we'll do nfl predictions obviously but we need a 
we need to all pick surprise teams we need to all yeah. pick teams that made the playoffs last year that are going to take a major step back we got to do that but we got plenty of time all right the uh guardians have plenty of time to come back they're they were down three nothing they're now down three one as uh the first inning is over and you just hope gavin you know how many pitches he threw db 25 Ooh, could be Ew. a short day <laughs> for gavin uh serious question danny have you so gavin always looks cool like even if he gives up a dinger all right that happened let's move on but like have you in your career given up a hit a walk and it just stuck with you and you couldn't shake it and get out of it like you're human yeah I've, you try not to let it happen. There's one that I still think about too, and it's and in the grand scheme of things, like it wasn't that big of a deal, but it just irks me. We were playing UCF at home this year, and I believe it was the either the Friday night or Saturday night game, and it was three innings into relief, a close game, whatever. We're getting into the ninth inning, and I'm throwing pretty well, and I get two outs, punch the first two guys out in the ninth inning. Um, I believe it was, I guess their fourth or fifth hitter up at the time. Base or I, I, I think I went full count walk. Cap job single through the right side and then a double down the line to cut up to like a two run game. And I ended up finishing the game, I think. But it just, it's just those little things that just drive you nuts because it's like, if I don't walk that guy, none of that stuff happens. <laughs> and if I don't, if I don't throw that certain pitch, it's just, oh, God, makes you want to put your head through a wall. Yeah. Well, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. The life of a, uh, a pitcher right there. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Hour two, PRL, Free Beer Friday, Football Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Still a lot of football talk ahead. We'll talk a little golf now and a little football with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, who joins us on a free beer football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Clip. How about you? Doing good. And uh, Lucas Glover is doing good. Back-to-back wins. And according to my research, I had a question about it at Sports Trivia this week. I believe... The last golfer to win three straight PGA Tour starts in a row was Dustin Johnson, I think back in 2017. So Glover trying to get in some rarefied air there. Uh, how's he faring right now uh, at the BMW? And uh, what do you keep an eye on so far through two rounds, Greeny? Well, we, he has cooled off a little bit. The, uh, the putter, which was the issue for years and has helped him out winning the last two weeks. It's gone a little cold this week, but that's expected. So He's hanging in there, uh, hanging in there around even one under par at the time we're talking. So uh, a good showing by him, but 
basically he's the guy that's vaulted from outside of the top 100 in the FedEx Cup standings all the way to fourth coming into this week. So he's assured himself a spot in the Tour Championship. So he does have a chance to win it all. And that's what we're looking for this week. Again, top 30 uh, out of the 50 players are going to move through this week. As it stands right now, there's only one player getting knocked out and one player moving their way in. So that's kind of what you look for. But for me, there's another little tidbit that I'm looking for, Clip, coming into this weekend. Ryder Cup automatic bids. The top six in the standings after this week are locked in, and then we have our six captains picks that come up after that. So Brooks Kepka at number four has only had a couple of chances to earn points in the major championships this year. Got himself, you know, with the win up into the top six. But if a couple of guys play good this week, they could easily knock him out of the top six. And the question becomes, does he still get on the Ryder Cup team as a captain's pick playing on live? Hmm. Interesting decisions to be made. Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Greeny, I did watch uh, the end of last week because I had a little uh, personal interest in Tommy Fleetwood. It made it close, uh, but came up just a little short, but uh, went to a playoff, had some drama there. And uh, and I don't know, how is the, 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 do you look at ratings? You talk about that on uh, the Golf Shop Radio Show. How's the interest right now as we come down the stretch here on the PGA Tour? I think there's some good interest. I just think because when you get into these playoffs, the way that they're designed is that the guys that have played well all year are going to be there. They're going to be playing. You get these these two events that don't have cuts in these two weeks, and I think that's part of it as well, so that you, you get to see in the playoffs, you get to see all these guys go play. Now, I kind of have an issue with it because in what other playoff system do you not win or not play well or not perform well and get to move on. I mean, there's guys that, you know, look at John Rahm this week. He's four over right now on his round. He's he's way outside, you know, being competitive in this golf tournament, but yet he's going to move on and probably be well within the top 10 in the final standings for next week. So uh, there's kind of a, for me, that's kind of a good and bad. I mean, we get to see the top players, the guys that have played well all year, but then again, you cannot play well and still have a chance to win it all. So it's kind of interesting. The ratings have been up, and I think Lucas Glover, you know, going back to back after the reaction that uh, the fans all seem to have after the first week and the emotional win that he had and his son on the green and his daughter in tears and having him come right back and do it the next week was, uh, was something special. Greeny, uh, this is the second week we've had a former ECU golfer on the show. This week it was Jim Manos, and uh, this was uh, kind of brought to my attention that Jim is uh, lives on a course in Ohio, and you know, I, I believe uh, maybe they played the memorial there, the the course, Jack's course there in Ohio. Do you know what I'm speaking of? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's been a member there for a while. He said a new member at that course is Brady Quinn. And he got to talking to Brady Quinn about how ECU was going to go to Ann Arbor and whoop Michigan and all that. And it turns out Brady Quinn took that to his national radio show. So he's up there talking to LeVar Arrington about this guy uh, that they met on the course and and was talking junk and uh, ended up being part of the national radio show. But anyway, we talked to Jim. Um, I'm bringing it up to you because the golf course is a good spot for that, right? Talking junk, talking about your alma mater, you telling uh, folks how bad Clemson's going to whoop them this weekend and uh, you get a lot of bets out there. You get a lot of fun talking, and uh, we had a good example of that this week on the show with uh, Jim and former Notre Dame quarterback Brady Quinn. 
Yeah, the problem is though when you talk smack on the golf course, you got to be able to back it. You're going to talk. You're going to talk Clemson Tigers, which I can do now that I've got a, a Clemson Tiger going back to back. So it's always fun to do that. Uh, there's plenty of games that you can play on the golf course, and it's and it's always fun. And but man, yeah, you talk you talk smack, you got to back it up, and then you got to hope your team backs it up as well. So I, I kind of keep my smack talk to a minimum. So. You know, I think that Clemson is going to beat somebody like a Florida State, but I don't want to run my mouth too much because if they happen to flip the script on us this year and, and take us down, then I kind of look bad at that point. So I let my teams do the talking for me. Going to be a, uh, a fascinating season in the ACC between Florida State, Clemson, and then who else rises up? Could it be Drake May in North Carolina? Hearing a lot of pit uh, here uh, recently. Mark, what do you think about that? Pitt kind of under the radar, but uh, has you know uh, was good last year and uh, and could be in the mix. What do you think about the Panthers? I think losing the quarterback and losing their best wide receiver on the transfer portal, I think that's going to be an issue for them. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think you know. I mean, people are talking about Duke. Clemson gets Duke uh, in Week One on a Monday night. Uh, those are the kind of teams that, for me, kind of rely more on senior leadership and guys that have been there for four years. So you get a roster full of, you know, maybe seniors or, you know, fourth year juniors, guys that have been there for a while. That's kind of the other teams in the ACC and the SEC for that matter, or any big conference. That's when they have their opportunity, right? You get a, you get a really good team aspect. They don't necessarily have a tremendous amount of depth. So if they get an injury or two, it really impacts them greatly. So I don't know. I mean, still to me it's a it's a clemson florida state and then even north carolina i think needs to find some serious defense we know that they were able to score uh although when they ran into a little bit stiffer competition they didn't score as easily as they did against some of the lesser teams so they need to learn how to stop somebody and then they need to also continue to score at the pace that they scored last year so again i think you're looking at clemson florida state is kind of tier one and and maybe in north carolina maybe pit slides into that tier two along with somebody like duke and has the potential to beat people but at the same time they also have the potential to lose people that they shouldn't lose to no uh acc teams playing week zero next saturday but uh notre dame acc ish will be playing and the irish will be in ireland taking on navy uh interested to see what sam hartman does there so many years at wake forest put up monster numbers there and interested to see uh marco what he can do with the uh with the irish this year yeah you know that's another interesting one because you know, with with Wake Forest, he was had a comfort level he was used to. They designed everything around him. Now you're going into a, probably a different offense. They'll probably try and scheme some things that, that go to his strengths. But at the same time, he's not familiar with any of these guys. I mean, there's only so much time and effort that you could put in based on the college rules and free time and all that stuff. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, does he have that – does he need that ramp-up time? Do he, does he click with somebody if you take that one guy out of the game? like a Bill Belichick always does to enforce him to go somewhere else. Does that become an issue? So it, it could go either way with Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Greeny, did uh, Zeke getting signed by the Patriots move the needle at all for you? I mean, you got a guy that has put in um, a ton of production over the years, good short yardage guy, good pass catcher, underrated pass catcher as well. Uh, add a little depth to the backfield there with Stevenson. Does that, does that move end up mattering at the end of the year this year? What do you think about it? Uh, I think it gives them some solid depth. I think if you look at uh, the success that the Patriots had over the years, even with Tom Brady, you know, there wasn't a feature really running back. We always seemed to have somebody that they kind of stepped up, but you always had 
really role players. You had somebody that was really great at catching the ball out of the backfield, a third down back. You know, it always seems like if somebody was having a little trouble getting going in the first or second quarter, they kind of yanked them out and stuck somebody else in, and they had success. So I think it gives the Patriots another weapon, another option, and it provides them a little more depth on the back end uh, in the running back situation. So it can only help, and, you know, the deal that they got with them, it's it's more more uh, positive than it is negative in terms of what you get. Got Panthers-Giants this weekend for the folks out your way in Charlotte, Greeny. And uh, I know the the hope for Panthers fans is, uh, hey, let's move the ball. Let's get a first down. Let's maybe try to score uh, this week. It was uh, not pretty for them last week. No, and I'm still not sold on the quarterback pick. Uh, it is ironic that you got the guy I thought out of Florida, Richardson. He's already been named the Colts starter, right? So, <laughs> which I wouldn't have done either. I would have brought him in and let him sit behind uh, you know, some veteran quarterback that you bring in and learn and, and uh, go in and do some spot duty here and there. But it seems like these days we just we draft these quarterbacks in the first round and we go ahead and send them out there and, and hope for the best. And more often than not, it doesn't seem to work out very well. So we'll see what we get. But, yeah, it'd be nice to actually maybe put a field goal up on the board. All right, Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show. Going to enjoy the golf slash football chats here uh, this fall with Greeny. Greeny, what do you guys have planned for a Saturday edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? So as we continue to get closer to college football, we'll check in uh, with Bill Bender. And it's been quiet on the uh, conference front lately, so hopefully that holds true. We're going to check in with Nick Auten down at East Lake, previewing the Tour Championship. We're going to talk to our man Rob Spellman and find out what exciting places and resorts and golf courses he's been able to go to and stay at. And then we'll check in with Bobby Weed, who is a, a golf course designer. He's done a lot of stuff in the Carolinas and down in Florida. So we'll get to see what he's up to. And uh, I'll probably get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of course design and what you have to do for the modern game. Greeny, good stuff, man. Enjoyed it. Uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll reconvene next week and, and do the same. Talk some golf and uh, have a, at least some, not great games, but some games to preview in college football. So we'll do it then. All right, Cliff. Have a good one. Thanks. Thank you. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way 8 to 10 a.m. on Pirate Radio on Saturday. We're back in our uh, football programming, folks. So we got the high school huddle coming up at 6 and D.H. Conley football, live football coming your way tonight on Pirate Radio. It'll be Conley and Laney going at it. Let's take a break. We'll come back and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Gavin Williams, by the way, pitching in the third inning. Lead-off walk in the third. Gavin and the Guardians trailing three to one on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. Take a break, come back, wrap up hour two after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local, print it local, and or print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Gavin Williams laboring on this Friday. 
down three to one in the third and now has runners on second and third with nobody out two two count as the guardians and tigers play on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck so panthers yeah uh, see ya come now we got a strikeout panthers giants tonight nfl network joey excited seven yep seven o'clock right there around seven seven all right cool uh robert says when did brian burns change his number to zero this year okay the coolest number in all sports is teddy bridgewater (laughs) i still can't believe that he's wearing 50 that's bananas that is that's gonna look weird it was uh weird when were y'all there when i asked the uh boston college number 22 quarterback question Mm-mm. no I, I was i had no idea i think it was flutie right doug flutie yeah. looked odd wearing 22 when he was in college uh but yeah any any quarterback number over 19 looks a little odd all right um random doug flutie sighting he was actually playing for the savannah bananas not too long ago <laughs> awesome so, so that was kind of weird johnny damon was playing them for them this past weekend in brockton uh massachusetts too danny would you have oh yeah big play we got a ground out ball hit the second they go home and get the out oh let's go so now two down as joey might have a little interest he drove to virginia during the break and got in something real quick took the express lane how about infield in three to one there db quite i mean the third inning that's it's ballsy but hey it paid off that was a hell of a play yep good play they'll probably they're gonna review it i mean the throw beat him by before he even slid and uh good catch and tag which that nailer's name is what bo josh bo bo Bo. that's bo Bo. Bo. he uh needs to make a play because he did give up a pass ball a moment ago danny after a good career in the mlb do you ever see yourself playing for the bananas no i don't how about after a bad career in the mlb (laughs) or not a career at all (laughs) for being quite frank i played against them last summer and in a real game or a Savannah so, game? Here, so it's weird. They have you don't a, want to play for the bananas because you play for the party animals. The, the zookeepers? They had a like a summer ball team that you can go play for in the CPL, Coastal Plains League. And then they have the, kind of like the weird kind of party, like banana banana ball rules kind of league. And they were at our game. And it's just, I don't know. I'm just, it's cool. It's fun. It's nice for little kids. It's a change of pace. I just don't, like I don't really care to go watch it so did you played in a normal game yeah a normal game okay. like it wasn't like a fan catches a foul ball and right. like that no, i wish that'd be cool though how about this man this is pretty cool gavin williams facing miguel cabrera give up a double to him earlier that's just Miggy. like awesome it's it's the same kind of th- i was i was literally Surreal. just thinking it's like yeah you can say you give up a double to get or uh miguel cabrera i can say that i'm in the record books because i gave up i'm melendez's record-breaking home run Bro- broke chris bryant's record on that home run you are in the record books, sure DB. Yep. That's awesome. Congrats. For good or bad things, I'm in there. <laughs> we'll take them. The Hispanic Titanic against the raging Caucasian. The big rig. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's end the chapter on Gavin Miguel with a strikeout here. Yeah, the first chapter was a double. Miggy, that'd be cool if you could do that for us, please. Yep. Uh, Jamie says, anything specific Danny's been try, trying to improve on in this offseason? um not really just kind of fine-tuning it still obviously the two arm angles is a lot to kind of handle and um obviously try to oh that was close obviously try to fine-tune some things whether it's pitching or mechanically but there's always i mean you'd be lying to yourself if you said there was nothing to improve on so obviously just kind of take it slow have a good fall and go from there how many pitches are in your arsenal oh yeah i asked this the other 
which I guess including the arm angles could add quite a few. Seven, technically, if you include both. <laughs> Man. You got two fastballs because you have higher and lower slot. Nice, Miggy. Got him, and they got out of the inning. Let's go. Huge. I mean, that's quite impressive. I'm yeah. Next break, I'll be two fastballs, two breaking balls over the top, kind of loopy, and then like a harder one, and then one from down low, and then two changeups. So. Yeah. So I was going to ask, are you adding anything? But you got quite a few I don't, there. Yeah, no, I think I'm set. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Good stuff. All right. Um, and you have been hanging around this offseason um, instead of playing summer ball or doing anything away from Greenville, kind of helping out some younger guys, right? Yeah. Um, we all got back. I guess the deadline to get back was last night. Had It felt like 100 meetings today. Um, compliance meetings, equipment meetings, uh, athletic training meetings, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, everybody's back. School starts Monday and got some more meetings this weekend. New guys got to get acclimated, get their books and all that good stuff. But no, we're excited. I think uh, individual stuff starts Monday um, and then we'll get into it, work out next week and then hopefully get into scrimmages in the next, uh, I guess, the end of next month. So, All right. Uh, and speaking of which, just saw this x out uh, four minutes ago. Cliff Godwin uh, Baseball Camp Elite 100 yep. coming up August 26th and 27th. So you get instruction from Cliff Godwin and the ECU staff. Uh, they put Gavin Williams and Alec Burleson on the digital flyer. Um, I'm going to Photoshop a tiny DB in here somewhere. Yeah, we we'll put it next to the Easton sign, just like a little like bobbin head. Put, put the GIF. <laughs> With the glasses coming down. How many of these camps did you go to before college, Danny? Zero. I never went to... I, I would go go to like the little kid camps at wake and just kind of like, like when you were growing up yeah but yeah. i never went to like a prospect camp i never really got wow. a chance or felt the need to i just kind of did it on my own i guess that's awesome good for you yep let's uh let's take a break we'll come back when we return hour three we 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 oh boy we'll talk to morgan aylers <laughs> voice of daddy pickland stadium gush and Menji's coliseum We'll talk some high school football. He's got the high school huddle coming up in about an hour from now. We will talk some ECU football, and we'll talk some Seahawks football. Holden Aylers and the Seahawks taking on the Cowboys this weekend. Got all that and some fantasy talk coming up, hour three. And a giveaway, we've got 15 aluminum bottles, uh, Bud Lights, in the cool Folds of Honor case. You can win that along with some noonshine. We've got the hard lemon ice and fruit punch varieties for you today. Lucky caller number 12 will be a big winner in hour three. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. So where are you going to tomorrow? You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. 
tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, I'm rallying the troops. I'm trying to have a big crew for week one NFL at tiebreakers. I think we got Jason Nichols in. I know Chandler will be there. I've sent out the verbal invites to Marcus Crandall, Joey, DB. I'll be there. Pats, they play 1 o'clock on uh, week one? Nope. 4.30, I believe they play the Eagles week one, right? Ooh, okay. <laughs> Let's check it out. Joining us, who do the uh, Seahawks got week one? Because Morgan Aylers is a Seattle Seahawks fan. Seattle will be playing the Rams 425 week one in a division matchup. My commanders have the Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons, little division matchup. That'll be a big one. And yeah, Eagles, Pats, that'll be on uh, all the TVs. So yeah, that'll be the Nance game. It's going to be a boat race. Uh, <laughs> in which way? <laughs> we're going to no, get, get clobbered. All right. Uh, Morgan Aylers joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line getting ready for the high school huddle coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. Morgan, how you doing, man? Doing great. High school football season, football season in general. I mean, what's not to love, right? And you kick it off for us here on Pirate Radio with the high school huddle. It is uh, the best local high school preview show that you will find because somehow Morgan talks to eight to ten to twelve guests all in an hour and uh, and just so much information, so much good stuff with the coaches, with the talking heads on TV. Uh, great show. Glad it's back for another year, Morgan. Well, thanks a lot. I look forward to it. It's uh, always a lot of fun talking with the coaches. There's some uh, I guess the theme tonight will be what goes around comes around and what what's old is new again because it seems like there's been a lot of that this year in some of the area schools and Paul Cornwell back at Aiden Griffin and Chris Cherry goes from basketball to football at South Central. Matt Taylor goes from offensive line coach, assistant head coach at Conley to the head coach in Washington. So uh, a lot of things happening, but uh, a lot of good football tonight too. There's going to be some real, some real good games. Well, high expectations out at J.H. Rose. I know, Morgan, how about the uh, Chris Cherry uh, going from the hardwood to the the football field? How about Nate Connors, guys? Uh, great to have that coach continuity. Uh, new quarterback for the Vikings this year. What's the outlook for, for D.H. Conley as they head into week one against Laney tonight? Yeah, they, they've got uh, some experience back when you talk about Isaiah Crumpler. You know, the, the Rutgers commit, uh, East Carolina legacy son of the great Carlister Crumpler Jr., and um, you know, they've got a good team. They've got a young quarterback. They've got, sort of got a two-headed monster, freshman and sophomore. So Coach Connor and his staff have been trying to find out what's best suited for their their skill sets right now. And you don't want to put too much on young guys like that when they get in there. But at the same time, they've still got to be able to, to run and handle it. I think you'll see two quarterbacks for Conley, especially early in the season, until one of them maybe sets himself apart. But uh, they've got some experience wide out good running backs out there and they they play Laney tonight and it's uh, a good matchup for them early in the season both teams uh, didn't quite have the season they expected last year but I think there's high hopes on both sidelines tonight Morgan Aylers joining us Pirate Radio Live Line High School Huddle on the way and then it's live coverage of D.H. Conley and Laney right here on Pirate Radio Morgan um, we will get to uh, some ECU football in a moment but former D.H. Conley quarterback Holton Aylers uh, will be playing for Seattle coming up on Saturday how crazy is it Morgan that you have talked so much junk and junk been talked to you with brian bailey and kenny curlings and all your cowboys buddies over the years and now your son is playing against america's team that's that's just crazy to think about yeah it is and uh you know 
you know, you hear you, you, the, the saga, you take it one day at a time and try to get out there and just, you know, we've talked about just keeping your head down, do your job, do as much as you can, and, and, and a little bit more sometimes. And that's what they're doing. That's what he's doing out there right now. And the fact that he gets to play again in uh, Lumen Field tomorrow night, play against the Cowboys, and kind of a surreal feeling for me last week watching him on uh, on TV out there and you know playing in the NFL is pretty cool. I got to admit. Morgan, uh, any inside info on when we might expect to see him or? Haven't heard anything as of right now. All right, uh, fair enough. Is Gino playing? I haven't heard. Honestly, I haven't heard. Are you not in these meetings, Morgan? What's going on? No, I'm not. I, I took my my family jet and flew back. Pete, <laughs> you handle it. Fair enough. Let Pete handle this one. It's just the preseason. You'll get in when it's regular season, I guess. Yeah, I'm so I'm so uh, I, lo- I love hearing that all the time. It just makes my heart. <laughs> all right well how about closer to home morgan uh mason garcia alex flynn big day for them tomorrow scrimmage number two final scrimmage of fall camp and we'll have media day after that so looking forward to talking to the guys but uh what are you hearing about east carolina football as we get closer to the kickoff against michigan well i think that this week was a big week for for everybody over there i know when you're You've got two scrimmages, and, and the first one may or may not have gone the way you liked. If you, you listen to some of the the you know reports out over there, it might not have gone the way uh, the offense would have liked early on. Defense picked it up late. I think that usually the second scrimmage tends to be more offensive oriented, toward, uh, and they pick it up a little bit. Right. So hopefully that'll be the case tomorrow, and then you know classes start next week. So. They go to their regular uh, football practice schedule, and, and then they got ready for game week the, the following week. Hard to believe it's already here, but I think the Pirates are going to be fine. I think there's going to be some growing pains, like you know any new uh, you know, young team coming in with some guys starting for the first time. But we've talked about it now for three or four weeks. The later in the season they go, the better they're going to be. And I really still almost stick my guns on that one. I think the Pirates are going to be just fine. Pirate pitcher Danny Beal joining us. Danny, uh, what is what's scrimmage season like? And let's say the offense gets the better of you one day, um, and you guys go team, so kind of you're playing uh, with with the offense and pitchers. But the pitchers uh, get hit around a little bit. You want to come back and and win that next one. That's what this ECU offense is kind of going through right now. I think they want to show up tomorrow. So, uh, what, what's that like? Is you you're battling your teammates, but still want to come out on top? Yeah, we. I mean, we've been talking about it the past couple of days about how. You, you keep going up against the same guys and you're ready to get after it but um, no they're the situation there and they're just ready to get after and play another team honestly it, it gets to a point where you do it so often and you're get with them every single day and you play against them every single day where it's just like I'm just tired of this I'm, I'm tired of seeing the same guy across from me I'm tired of pitching the same guy whether it's football or baseball but no I mean it's they're they're ready to go um, obviously like you were saying the defense has kind of been playing well but it, it's growing pains obviously with a new quarterback and the, it's the trials and tribulations of it but no I think think they're ready um they're gonna have obviously have a couple weeks to uh prepare and stuff but it's uh it's coming up hoping the offense can put up some big uh big plays tomorrow morgan but boy mike houston really likes what he's got on defense we had a chance to talk to blake harrell this week and uh he loves his d-line loves the leadership and the length and the size and the secondary uh really likes what he has in taylor jackson at linebacker and he says he's got a figure out and the other linebackers have to figure out all right who else is going to play and they're they got a lot of athleticism at that position at linebacker but uh kind of some unknowns right now but the more we get closer to the season morgan the more i like the 
the East Carolina defense and what I think they could be this year? Well, you go back to when East Carolina was winning a couple conference championships under Skip Holtz. Yeah. Defense, you know, they always say defense wins championships. And, uh, you know, it seems to be a trend sometimes in college football to try to outscore your opponent all the time in the 50s or 60s. But if you can get a defense that can, you know, hold somebody to 15, 20 points and it doesn't put as much pressure on your offense, you don't have to be perfect every single series. And I think that's what's going to keep East Carolina in a lot of games, especially early. And then, uh, you know, their offense, and they've got a great stable running backs, so offensive line. With, uh, Alan Modridge is their, their new offensive line coach. is really going to uh, start to shine, too. And receivers got to find, you know, some continuity with the quarterback. That's, that's always a big deal. And, you know, they've got a new quarterback, a new bunch of receivers. So, again, it's going to take a little time. But I really like what Coach Houston's done over there, the culture he brings. You know, these guys are built in. Coach Big John in the strength and conditioning program. The kids are in there now. I shouldn't say kids, but the men that are in there now. Uh, you know, they've been working in that program now four or five years in that strength and conditioning program. So uh, they're out there. They're ready to play. This is a team that's going to surprise some people, and we are going bowling this year. Right Get your ugly bowling shoes ready because Morgan Ayler says we're going bowling. Jamie has a question for Morgan. Will we see a delay a game on first down during the first game for ECU? Uh, maybe. <laughs> are you asking this, Jamie, because we have a new quarterback, or are you talking about the environment? The well, yeah, that. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, I'm to definitely going to say yes. The crowd, but he likes to talk about the new rules too. I don't know if he's talking about like the clock doesn't stop, but. The game clock will will stop and and it won't be just continuous. Um, you know what, Jamie? That okay. If that's, what you're saying, if that's what you're talking about, the environment of the big house. You know, me, I would say probably yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same, but if you're just talking about as far as the the inability, he's talking about the new rule. That the rule that shouldn't affect like the play clock's not going to just immediately start again. Like it's like the NFL. Like, it, I, I, yeah. I don't think that's going to affect delay of games. The way sometimes the plays are called, uh, they get to the line of scrimmage within you know four or five seconds, and then they you know they, you look at the defense, see what they've got. The coaches look at the defense, and then they call in a second play or a second series of plays. And my audible at the line, that's what takes so long sometimes. Yeah, I think you do have to worry about uh, getting up there to the line of scrimmage and maybe not being able to hear something. I think you're going to have to do a lot of silent count. Yep. that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh but you know i think east carolina will be just fine jamie the the play clock doesn't stop but what do you what what do you think the game clock is just going to keep counting down to negatives like no they they stop it and then whistle it's not immediate am i wrong here am i crazy no, no you're right i think i'm right i've been wrong before a couple of times but anyway, Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. All right, Morg, uh, anything else? What you got going on? Oh, I've got the show tonight, 6 o'clock, high school huddle. Uh, and then uh, tonight at 8 o'clock, playing at Fifth Street Hardware. And tomorrow night, uh, DJing a wedding. So Busy. Weekend. Busy weekend and also catching some Seahawks and Cowboys. Good stuff. Morgan, thanks for joining us. Have a great show, man. Looking forward to thanks, checking it out, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, you guys have a great weekend. See you, bud. There is Morgan Ehlers, DJ Captain Morgan, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. As J- I hate like computers sometimes. Like Jamie and I could have this conversation on the phone or something. 
and it would be a lot easier. But just sending like four word messages. Well, it's also the thirty second delay response too. It's like you say something and then you got to circle back to what your response was. It's just the whole thing. He says it is immediate once they spot it. Well, isn't that the same as it's always been? What is is that changing? The game clock is changing. Nothing about the play clock is changing. I'm not familiar with this new rule. What is? Oh, so after a first down, like before, they would stop stop the clock. clock And they're not doing that anymore. Now the game clock will just keep rolling. But that doesn't affect the play clock. What is Jamie's gripe then? Like, what's the his question? I think he just thinks that like immediately after the tackle's made, the play clock just will reset since there's no stoppage. But it's going to be the same play clock rules. It's not like yeah, it's not like they're changing like the pitch clock in baseball. It's it. it, I feel like nothing's changing in that regard. He said. I got to get off this topic. I can't keep doing it. All right. We got to talk fantasy football. Our buddy C.W. Sloan's here. I'm excited. We'll do that. Also, we'll we'll bring this up now. (laughs) And we'll get more into it next week when Danny's here. This was kind of a group idea, but I I think Joey might get the credit for this idea, actually. So I thought maybe we should go out to the listeners and viewers and y'all pick Danny Beal's uh, warm-up song for 2024. But there's a twist. But we got a better idea. <laughs> y'all are going to pick a song, and Chandler and I are going to sing it, and that's going to be Danny's walkout song when he goes to pitch at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So the funny thing was, it's like it's like shipping up to Boston, and all you hear is, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, okay. So starting to think of some ideas. We're not going to finalize it today, but... Just get the brain rolling a little bit. What song would you like to hear Chandler and I sing? It's got to be something cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to, like, completely... Make a joke of it. Make it, it we're going to be serious. It's, it's just when the when you hear the instrumental of a famous song, and then they go into, you guys sing, they're going to be like, what in yeah. the world? But it's going to be perfect. It's going to fit us. What's a cool song DB can warm up to that Chandler and I can sing over the loudspeakers at Clark LeClaire? Get your suggestion, su- suggestions... Get your suggestions in. The mashed potatoes out of your mouth. And uh, we will talk about that and some fantasy football. Eric says, DB, how about adding a glob of Vaseline to the brim of your lid? The old Gaylord special. I could use this, yeah, could use the spitball. That, that wouldn't hurt. Think about it. All right, we'll take a break. More to go. Fantasy after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. They're open every day and they have two locations in Beth on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. A couple of suggestions coming in. Scott says, wild thing. Robert says, it's been one wing since you looked at me. 
Wildy you and Chandler singing Wild Thing would be hilarious. Wild Thing. Jamie says Elton John, Island in the Stream. Good duet. I didn't know Elton John did that. Is that like no, Kenny Rogers? Kenny and, and Dolly. Yeah. Maybe he did a version. I don't know. Um, and how about this? Skip said he met Tyler Sneed's parents at RDU. Super nice folks. They said Tyler is playing Justin Hardy's team tonight. Shirley, something to keep an eye on. I will double check that. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Got some pirates going at it in the Canadian Football League. Scott also says Inner Sandman. It's kind of big. Exit line. (laughs) (laughs) This is all going to come back to haunt us. Danny's going to be laughing while he's warming up. (laughs) Cliff's going to get pissed. I'm going to get in trouble. And it's all going to end poorly. It's going to get ugly. Uh, There is a correction. Uh, They are playing tomorrow night, not tonight. Okay, so tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. The Alouettes are playing in Ottawa against the Red Blacks. There you go. All right. Good stuff, Skip. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. A good did you see. I had a did you see I wanted to bring up with Danny. And now I can't remember what it is, but maybe I'll think of it. C.W. Sloan's here. C.W., back to school today yesterday is that a, yeah oh yesterday and, and today is yeah. it a depressing walk down the hallways and um, into your classroom I, it's nice seeing a lot of the teachers that i haven't seen all summer um was it though no of course yeah i've got, I've got he good has teammates. to say that no i've got good teammates. i believe you i believe you. um but yeah the summer's always fantastic you know i travel a lot so and then of course dive into football all summer long but yeah that's the positive of going back to school i remember that as a kid two things that Oh, man, I hate to go back to school, but it means the Watermelon Festival is coming up, which Danny Bill's the voice of now on Power Radio. <laughs> Big Marshall Tucker guy. <laughs> and uh, and also football season returning, and we are in the midst of CW. Not everybody gets to start it, uh, start it as early as you and I. Right. But uh, I got my big draft coming up next Saturday. Joey's is coming up the Sunday after ECU in Michigan, week one of college football. And my big one's Wednesday. This coming Wednesday? Mm-hmm. What Raleigh, time? In Raleigh. No uh, trivia for you? Seven, no trivia. I'll, I'll be in Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the uh, for the big draft coming yep. up. So um, we've got some draft trends and stuff. We'll just kind of have a free-flowing conversation. If you all want to talk about anything, we can. I had a take, uh, CW, that I think Trevor Lawrence is, is going to the moon. He's got – he's humble and kind, like Tim McGraw said. Mm-hmm. He's got all the tools you want. Mm-hmm. Does he have enough in Jacksonville? Does he have the offense to put him top? Could he finish top two or three this year in uh, fantasy? Two or three, considering he doesn't run quite as much as, as the other guys But he do. can. He can. Um, and I don't know that that's really what they want him to do anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you look at the, the offenses, the way they set up in, in Buffalo and in Philly, you know, you're guaranteed to get those rushing yards, assuming, you know, no injury. Mahomes is always going to freelance and, and do the things that he does magically. Uh, but no, Lawrence, I, he's not, his ADP right now is, a, uh, he's the quarterback seven or eight. If you told me he's finishing in the top five, I would not be surprised. Top three, I would be. I think I like his, a bit of a how about his floor though? Pretty, pretty good floor. His floor is extremely high, right? Yeah, right. I like right. that. Uh, and that's always good to have. I mean, people aren't right now currently overdrafting him so if you really like him you don't have to reach for him and so that's something positive with the quarterback position how about this i'm looking at fantasy pros and they've got josh allen one hurts two mahomes three yeah you okay with that well i think a lot of that has to do with the weapons that are around uh patrick mahomes and how uh we don't really know how good or bad some of these guys are minus Travis kelsey 
uh, especially with Kadarius Tony you know, already hurt. Um, so yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna take Mahomes out of the equation. Uh, those are that when you talk about tiers in quarterbacks, those three are 99 percent of the time in the in the same tier. Right. There's those three, and then you, you go to the next tier after that. Kaz's pick to go to the moon this year is Justin Herbert, who's right around Trevor Lawrence being yeah. drafted, right? So, yeah. And he's got – whose offense do you like better? Uh, Jacksonville or L.A.'s. Um, it's interesting with L.A. because they've got uh, Kellen Moore now calling the shots as the offensive coordinator. And I think it's better. Okay. Yeah, it's better. Um, they've added one weapon in Quentin Johnston, so you've got an additional there. But we, you tell me – Who's who's going to be better between Quentin Johnson and Calvin Ridley when you're talking about adding weapons in yeah. Jacksonville? I'm taking Ridley there. Um, it's pretty comparable. I think the difference maker is probably the running game. And Austin Eckler is a top five player. Uh, Travis Etienne is not, and so that's probably the difference maker. I'd go LA. Danny, what are you upset about? We got an error. Our first baseman forgot how to play baseball right here for a second. I mean, it was just pitiful. There, hard ground ball, second and third, two outs. Gavin's finishing up his outing, and he just oh, right out of his glove. So that's uh, embarrassing. Another run scores. Yep. It is now four one, four one Tigers over Gavin and the Guardy. Oh, he's oh, out. He's, he's out. How about that? Let's uh, get a replay. That's Coach Palumbo. If he's watching that, is going to flip his mind dude he always preaches touch the front of the bag and the guy just completely whiffed it all right good coaching by jeff palumbo chad says his big draft is saturday he would not draft trevor lawrence because he has to play the titans twice spoken like a true titans fan thank you uh, i was about to say what, what was the behind that Chad's titans. A titans okay. fan, yeah. well i will say the titans gave up the most fantasy points to wide receivers last year so um, <laughs> take that chad they were 32nd so. all right danny do you i have one i would in my mind pick to click but i'm here curious to hear your opinion on it mm-hmm. what do you think about pacheco in kansas city so right now he's injured uh he's he and you think about the running style that he has he actually looks for contact i mean he's he one of those guys so that just, hard right and so it, in a, in a season as long as you're going to have trying to get into the playoffs, it's going to be tough having him play week in and week out. I think there are going to be some games where he's going to be out. And they do have some guys behind him that they can uh, put in. And, and they're, they're pass first for the most part anyway. Um, I do think he will, assuming he doesn't get hurt uh, significantly, increase his role from last year. But I don't really see much of a I don't see much of a ceiling. I think, yeah. like Cliff was talking earlier about the floor for Trevor Lawrence, he's got a floor because it's a great offense. Mahomes is going to put him in position. The thing about Pacheco is is that you almost want those touchdowns that that offense will command, but yet every time they get inside the 5 or the 10, they, they do behind the back, does the, between yeah, the legs. It's so hard to decide <laughs> what kind of... You know, if you had this big bruiser like somebody like Derrick Henry, where you knew yeah. inside the ten they're going to give it to him three times, you don't know what Kansas City's going to do. And That's usually, cool. there's like, all right, one of these guys is going to hit, but that does not so have many. to be true. Yeah, none of them really. Maybe like Clyde, um, Edward Lair, yep, uh, Jerry McKinnon. Prove, prove it year for him, right? Right, yeah, and and maybe one will, but maybe none will. Like I don't know. It's tough. I, I think I, I, any given week. You're the thing see, is, though, when are you drafting Pacheco? Like, you're not drafting him early. He is a, he's about a ninth-round guy. Yeah, he'll yeah. be a flex. So, yeah, he's a flex. I mean, you were just asking about him in general. I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think people are over-drafting him either, Man, but he's a, he's in one, an offense up. that huh? – Because he says ninth-round guy in our long draft, ninth-round first pick, I took Pacheco. Yeah. No. Which I, you were on the fence. You made that live on the air, I think. Yeah, last yeah, week. I was on the fence. I remember. Uh, I was here when he took that. Yeah, yeah and then after I took him, you told me that was a bad pick. So. <laughs> uh, all right, Jamie's got some stuff. What is the order for drafting rookie running backs? 
Also drafting rookie running backs versus veteran. What kind uh, of- I don't really think there's a, a rule for that. Um, I, I think when you talk about quarterbacks and tight ends, you generally want to hold off on that. Um, but for running backs, I mean, we've seen some, some really good rookie seasons for, for fantasy. So it's I don't, I don't really see a a rule in place for those particular positions. I love a lot of the wide receivers, mm-hmm. especially where they're going this year. They're going to get a lot of action. A lot of these teams that drafted these guys are passing uh, uh, offenses. They have good quarterbacks, and they have positions where so they're left open. you're talking about Addison, yes. and you're talking about JSN. the guy from Seattle. Uh, yep. You're talking Jason, about Jay Chargers. Flowers. And I was thinking, that's Quentin, what I was Johnson. Quentin, yeah. John- Quentin Johnson, how much do you think he's going to affect fantasy points for Mike Williams or Keenan Allen? I, I don't. I, I think, if anything, it's going to increase uh, the points for the quarterback position. I don't really see any other position getting hurt by that because we're going to we're gonna miss some time for Keenan Allen. I can go ahead and guarantee you that. Yep. Mike Thanks Williams that. is going to miss some time. So they did that for reasons for depth because of how old those and injury, injury prone those two guys are. Um, but yeah, I think Quinn Johnson's going to be a great pick where you're taking him if these two guys can't stay healthy ahead of him. Jamie says, is Justin Ross a good pickup early? I'm going to answer that and say no, not early. But, but late? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. One of your last picks, 100. percent I was get him really before somebody him. else does, Jamie. But you don't have to like do a super reach for him, right? He's also asking about Michael. Is it Mayer or Meyer? Mayer, Michael Mayer. He's the yeah, tight end. Tight end. Uh, again, uh, where is he? Uh, Michael Mayer is in Vegas. Vegas. Yep. Mm-hmm. The thing about tight ends uh, usually are they do not perform well in their rookie year. I mean, this has been proven. This is the one year a lot of pundits are talking about how that could alter a little bit. It could change a little bit. Simply because, like I said, for some of these other receivers, you have a lot of teams that have rookie tight ends that they're putting in there right away. They're not waiting for them to block. I'll give you an example. Dalton Kincaid is a tight end. That's where he's being drafted. He's That's the position. They are not going to play him as a blocking tight end. He is a essentially a third receiver. Um Sam Laporta for Detroit. There is nobody ahead of Sam Laporta. Uh, one receiver is probably going to end up with more catches than, than him on that team, and that's it. So you don't really have a lot of receivers on that team. Jamison Williams is not going to come in until week seven, and uh, and he's already hurt anyway. You bet on uh, that. Right. So, so you do have these really unusual, and then you also have Luke Musgrave. Again, nobody ahead of him in Green Bay. Uh, it's not like that wide receiver uh, room is completely established. I gotta say, I've never heard that guy's name. Okay, Musgrave's a great tight Should end I to pick up late. Yeah, well, yeah, he's gonna. Where do you go to college? Musgrave went to. I'll look it up. Mm, I want to say it's a Big Ten school. I'm gonna say. Bah, because he's a wide tight end. That is very stereotypical of you. No, see but I, I to say Iowa. <laughs> how about how about give me a guess and don't tell me. Pac-12. Pac-12. Okay. That uh, does not have a conference right now <laughs> in, in two years. They're one of the left out Pac-12 teams. Shoot, it's like Cal. Uh, did he go to Washington? No, he That's went well, to Oregon State. Oregon State. He's okay. a beef. Uh, what round do you draft your second quarterback? Uh, okay, so that will really depend on where you got your first quarterback. So, example, if you get one of the top three, you can wait at least two rounds later to get uh, to get your second one. So, to answer the question, I would start at round nine or ten. I always at, go too at, long and do. And do like a one here and then like 
two or three rounds later get another one and just hope like your Kirk Cousins and uh, Aaron Rodgers or whatever. And see, you don't even play best ball much, but yet you're yeah. doing a best ball strategy, which is you don't have to worry about starting them, so you just play them both. True, yeah. And in, in, in season long, you really want to have an established quarterback, I think, at this at this particular time. Oh, Harper so, had no idea that best ball you couldn't add or drop. Probably should have mentioned that before we played. So, so Joey and Glenn had no idea that our rosters were set, even though I feel like I. So wait a minute. I, I thought told okay, you that a yeah, I understood times. no setting the lineups because of what you didn't know. That's my fault. Yes, absolutely. No, I don't. <laughs> Joey's a big blame uh, somebody else guy. All right, um, Jansen says thoughts on Jonathan Mingo as a flex. Uh, flex, absolutely not. You can't. No. I understand you want to love your new shiny toy on your favorite team. You but put him on your team late, but you don't. If he's your starting flex, you're in trouble. As even in a twelve team, that's that's not good drafting. Glenn was talking about today and and Joey about how, and I think they made a pretty good point. Like late in the year for best ball, Mingo might be a guy because late in the year the rookies will start playing more and making. But like, if you draft him early, is he going to play early enough where you're not going to have to drop him for something? Uh, that's something Tony might end up wanting to answer because I don't know the answer for that yeah. particular guy. So what I would say for a 10 or 12 team league, look at your starting lineup or at least look at what you're thinking about and take all those rookie quarterbacks and look at those teams that you have. You don't need to really have any of those receivers as starters for your team. All right. Good topic, Jamie. Best handcuff. We'll get to that and more coming up uh, when we return. Pirate Radio Live Hour 3. More with CW and the Fantasy Knuckleheads after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Taking a look at your stock market report, the Dow finished out the week up 25 points at 34,500. The NASDAQ is down 26 at 13,290. And the S&P was down just six-tenths of a point, finished out the week at 4,369. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today. I mean, in the middle. Am I here? Is my mic on? 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC. Member SIPC. Now you can talk, Cliff. I wasn't talking. I was singing. Background singing. I know, but... Uh, on top of no gone away till fat boy all right cw no time to dilly nor dally what are you laughing at Dan? surely going like this on on the youtube hello i'm talking here all right we are wrapping up this show at 5 55 today so we can uh, have time for high school huddle and conley football so let's go speed round because we do have to take another break cw we got about eight minutes on the clock start the clock uh, what are you doing with the Jets? Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, where are we drafting those guys? Uh, Brees Hall's going uh, late third, early fourth, but I think he's still moved into third. I think even with Dalvin Cook there, Brees Hall is one of those players that if he is healthy, he and Javante Williams, who are both coming off injuries right now, they were elite when it came to how they performed after contact. And they were both 
top three in the league. And, and Javante only having a, a little over a year plus a little bit of a preseason of the year after when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But enough for Brees Hall last year, enough for Javante Williams to say they are worth the risk of wherever they're being drafted right now. Javante Williams is going a little bit later, somewhere in the late sixth, early seventh. But as far as Brees Hall, I'm still drafting him, but I'm I'm careful as making sure he's not my first or second pick. I'm okay with him as my third player. Right. I'm definitely okay with my fourth player. We got a handcuff question. That used to be more of a thing, but now that teams are using multiple running backs, it's probably gone away some. Right. But like, for example, I had Najee Harris as a keeper, and late I did draft Warren. Like, I, I don't sure. like. What are you doing with handcuffs? Do you do you use that strategy anymore? I t- I typically don't because what you're doing is you're taking two players and then you're like. Ho- the only way that works is if one of them gets hurt. So I guess if you take like Derrick Henry, like your first running back would have to be a clear bell cow. Yeah. And there's so many split backfields now. Right. I don't know. So what what that would determine is where you drafted your first running back. And if you get Derrick Henry in the second round, you want to get Tajay Spears as your last pick. Go ahead. That's fine. But to burn two picks between David Montgomery and uh, Jameer Gibbs, where Gibbs is going in the third round and Montgomery's going in the sixth or seventh, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah, of capital. Yeah. So, but you're but you're calling those handcuffs as well. To answer the question about the handcuff, is the two players we've just talked about, Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery, are, are clearly two of the best handcuffs that you can have if you're talking about. But are they even handcuffs? Well, no, they're not. But they're the second running back. Yeah, in, best second running. Th- back. Yeah, and I would rather just take the second one at 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 what the cost is rather than the first one. Uh, by the way, if you're in a dynasty league, Taji Spears might be a solid pick. Yeah, he, they he, like him a lot, solid, and yeah. he looked good uh, in the first preseason game. All right, um, the oh best quarterback receiver combo. I think there's only one answer. Although DB, you brought up one. Yeah. So the obvious answer is what CW? Uh, there, well, again, I, I think it's down to three three different groups. You can you can either Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. You can go Jamar Chase and Burrow, or you can go. Danny brought up Buffalo or Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. They're all in the mix. I mean, it's I I initially said Buffalo just because of obviously the Diggs thing, but it depends on what category you put Kelsey in because he's just as good of a. I mean, he's basically a receiver at this point. He's not a great pass blocker, but I mean, he you they put him out wide and it's like the same thing. So if I mean, I think obviously with the pedigree that Mahomes has, I think I might give them the edge, but I don't know. If you're you're adding the if you're adding the fantasy points together. Mahomes and, and Kelsey are last of that group. Yeah, uh, but just because Kelsey is not getting the same number of points. And as the question was Marshall. best, not good. So you're taking out Jefferson Cousins just because of Cousins in there, right. but not if you draft Jefferson, you're drafting him like first overall or right. second or third, and maybe you wait and get Kirk. I it, think. But if you want to go by the exact numbers, last year it was Diggs and Allen. Yeah, that, that's, okay. that's fact. I think it's I mean, Buffalo. That, yeah, that's exactly what what that. And now part of the. You got That's a caveat there too, though, because Jamar Chase got hurt. But if you were to take his fantasy points per week, give him the rest of the season, Diggs still would have out, outdone him. Uh, and then Allen uh, did not do outdo Mahomes, but he did outdo Burrow. So you know, it, it's pretty close between the two. I will say. All right, um, we got a couple minutes left. Joey, anything? Danny, W, anything you came with? You want to say? Uh, no, I'd say keep looking at the preseason uh, reps. Uh, don't just look at the box scores. You need to be watching the games and seeing when the starters are playing. If you really want to try to win and get into it, follow beat writers on yeah. social on Twitter, media. Twitter, they do a good job of letting them know. Yeah. Uh, I do think there is one ADP uh, that's going a little higher now, and I, and I think it's warranted, and that's James Cook for Buffalo. 
he is looking like now he's going to be the clear um, number one in Buffalo, which they didn't typically have uh, up until then. And then don't read into this uh, Philadelphia Eagle, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of talk about yeah. that. Oh, we, he didn't play. That must mean they're putting him on ice because he's going to start. No, they wanted to get the guys who had not been on that team for the last two years, like Gainwell had some reps. I don't really think there's a clear case who's going to be a number one. I think it's going to be one of those like Kansas City situations where it could be any one of those guys. Right. Now that Sanders is in Charlotte, I love how we're so linked right now because I was just about to ask about Sanders. Is well that and is Swift? Oh my. Yes. Is Swift the guy in I Philly think, now? So I was going to ask. That's what, what I'm oh. saying. You you are not going to get Swift? a consistent running back in Philadelphia. It's so annoying. Yeah. It for for season long it is for for best ball you draft a couple yeah. of them mm-hmm. and then you don't have to worry about starting. But for but you for don't season see long, Swift getting any receptions just for like those PPR leagues. Well, sure. Oh, yeah. It's just they just he just uh, the the problem is is that you do have a a quarterback who is averaging a touchdown a game rushing. Yeah. In 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 his career right one per game we're point nine. Uh, and then you've also got Rashad Penny. That if if healthy, he's actually a better running back than Swift is. You know, if you're talking about per touch. Uh, but the thing is, they have these guys locked in in the backfield because none of these guys are a clear number one. Yeah. So they just want to use you know a bevy of these running backs. And let's not forget, <laughs> last night Trey Sermon runs first first play, thirty yeah. three yard touchdown, <laughs> yeah. a forgotten man in San Francisco, yeah. uh, where a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for him and Shanahan when he was in San Francisco. So they've just got you know. Did we mention the other guy? I'm sorry, Swift, okay. Gainwell. Who's the other? Rashad Penny and Penny. Trey Sermon, and Penny. I think they're all yeah. going to make the team. I mean, yeah. so if you had to draft. Because they're they're going right now. Sanders and Swift around five six. Swift right? is going in the fifth round, give or take. Yeah. Uh, Sanders uh, maybe six seven. Sanders is going up about a round after. You well, know, I'd rather have problem. Sanders. I guess. So yeah, a lot of the mock drafts that I do yep, on Sleeper. Yeah. It's in a worse offense. I don't want anybody on my starting team. Uh, for any of the skill positions with these rookie quarterback teams. So okay. I don't want any Carolina guys on my starting roster. I don't want any Indianapolis Colts on my starting roster. Joey's not going to take his news well. A lot of people may say, oh, I, I mean, want Michael Pittman. Fair, Fine, I'm take pretty him. good at separating my love for the Panthers okay. and the fantasy. So. Yeah, I, just look at your roster and make sure you're not having starters for those teams. All right, CW, yeah. uh, we'll try to do this again with you. I know you got your teacher schedule and everything, but always love talking fantasy with you. I'll be ready next week. All right, excellent. We'll wrap it up on a bad Eric joke. He says, I don't play in the NFL, but my wife still feels the need to handcuff me. Okay. There's the DB judge. I seriously keep forgetting to get the cricket sound. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll take our final break, come back, and wrap it up after these words. Surely, we gotta do a giveaway. Call 12. We gotta give away beer. What are we doing? Bud Light, Noonshine. Must be 21 over. 21 or over. Caller 12 right now. 317-1250. 317-1250. Call, call, call. Must give away. All everything must go right now. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. (laughs) All right. Wrapping it up. Great show, DB. Hey, good luck with your studies next week. Thank you. We'll still have you around. Yep. Joey, same to you, buddy. And I uh, hope to have you around 
quite a bit here. I'll be here at least three days a week. Awesome. We'll see you guys tomorrow at Media Day. Right. Shirley Rhodes, great job as always. Congratulations, John Carden, who uh, will be at my big fantasy draft next Saturday and might be drinking some of this Noonshine and Bud Light because he was our big winner today on our Free Beer Friday giveaway. We've got the high school huddle followed by D.H. Conley football coming your way on Pirate Radio. See you Monday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.